No description can equal this weightlessness. This is nuts! Oh, God. And welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. I'm Alex. All right, all back together in the Podcave once again. We took a little bit of a hiatus there, kind of waiting for news to build up because it was kind of uh, a little bit dry there for a few weeks and uh, not really uh, nothing to talk about. But now we are back. We've got. Uh, all kinds of casting news, DC fandom news, um, movies that people have seen. You guys have seen some movies, I understand. So a lot of shows that have debuted and already been canceled. Yeah. So why? Why last man? <laughs> in our, in our, yeah, in our, in our hiatus. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is great. We should do this. We should move to about once every two months as no. Brian as Brian kicks the dog out there. Um. But I think, at least, uh, you know, uh, some of the biggest news was when fantasy, uh, you know, more or less meets reality. And as we heard right off the top there, William Shatner went into outer space since we were gone. This is how long we've been gone. William Shatner went uh, in outer space, I guess technically, uh, for a few seconds, but, you know, closer than probably any of us will ever get. So I say good on him. Brian. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I watched it live. I think we all watched it live. That's so fantastic. Uh, you know, there's that kind of like the... the uh, uh, the train wreck sort of uh, expectation. It's like, is this going to be? Is 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 Shatner going to go up in a spectacular fashion? Is yeah. something going to? But uh, but yeah, we, uh, it was interesting, especially like him trying to wax poetic at the end with uh, Jeff Bezos. So well, he, uh, yeah, I mean, again, let's let's take a listen to. I I found some audio track where people uh, at least beefed up the audio while he was out there, uh, and he he was amazed. No description can equal this weightlessness. This is nuts! Oh my god. Oh wow. I mean, he is. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh my goodness me. I mean, if that's. Oh, I'm, I'm telling wow. you, the, I think the funniest part about all that is you have. He's trying to talk to Bezos, and all the rest of the people are, all like, partying behind them. Yeah. And Bezos is, like, wanting to go join them. <laughs> so bad. It's kind of like when you walk up to someone at a dinner party, and you're talking to them, and you want to get away from them because everybody's having fun over there, and this person keeps talking to them. That's what Bezos looked like. He was like, how can I break contact with this guy? And he couldn't. It was he too could. late. There was he no could. Way. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, my, everybody hates on Jeff Bezos in the first place, right? Uh, because it's like, oh, my God, they're, he's wasting money going out of space. Everybody complains about that, but no one complains about their two-day shipping from Amazon. That's all I'm saying. So I will I'll let the guy fly some rockets if I can still get my useless. Uh, let me order some Velcro for and get it the next delivered the next day. That's amazing. So, Alex, uh, uh, so everybody's kind of shat on. 
so to speak, shat on Bezos a little bit uh, for exactly what Podman Ron was saying, that he kind of was ignoring uh, this life-changing moment with Shatner. Uh, What do you feel about that? You know, I just think this is just a whole lot of... I mean, I'm glad I can support Jeff Bezos' dreams (laughs) to go to space. But I'm like, I feel like the, the man... I'm happy for I guess I'm happy for Shatner I feel like everyone should have been celebrating the man who who pioneered science fiction television in, in the in the 60s and being like look at this guy he got to do his thing he, he got, got to, to go do his space. thing he got to do his thing let's uh, we should have paid a little attention to him but you know what he's rich and famous <laughs> yeah. famous I would like to uh, uh, remind uh, both uh, Brad and Brian. I don't know if Brad was at at this particular uh, champion cards and comics meeting back in the day, but uh, when we used to have meetings for uh, the shop, I brought in an article about a young Jeff Bezos. What? Uh, This is like, yeah, this was back in like 2000, 2001, maybe a little, it was early days of Amazon, and it was an article about this guy, I was I was trying to to uh, encourage and motivate my people that worked for me to, uh, to look at this <laughs> to guy. To think he differently. Selling, yeah. yeah, this guy was selling books on the internet. <laughs> and we're and selling so books in this, real life. I've got this article flipped out of People Magazine. It's still in my champion notebook that I used to take to these meetings. You still have the champion notebook? I do. I still have the champion notebook. That's I great. Article. I will take a picture of this article. And it's Jeff Bezos. He's carrying uh, he's, uh, behind a shopping cart with all these books in the shopping cart. And it's like, this guy's going to take the book world by storm wow. or some bullshit like that. And Puppet, right. that was like that was like twenty five years ago. If it maybe maybe twenty years ago. And uh and here we are now, man. The the fuckers putting rockets into space in twenty years. Yeah. Uh, ain't, that, ain't that bizarre? Yeah. I mean and, and and you don't have your store anymore and you're doing a podcast. <laughs> 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 Lots of change. Yeah. Lots Blame of missed up. Brian and Adam and Brian, Yeah, this is this is this is yeah, this is his <laughs> yeah, this is his laying all the blame for his yeah. failure squarely yeah, on our shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. All y'all small. You, I could have been putting people in fucking space right now. Y'all would have worked if, if you would have kept that. Hey, look. Two booksellers. I was the idea man. <laughs> yeah, you, you were the yeah. man full of flash. I know, man. His all idea was sell more books, make me more money. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for Bezos, dude. I got to run to Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta run to Kmart. <laughs> oh my God! The lines that came, the lines that Kmart are incredible. You wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> yes, all good times. Uh, so yeah, we well, make... another thing. If Shatner would have died, I would have got a day off. So. Yeah, you would have t- taken that day off for that. <laughs> that was my... I, I think it's funny when that whole clip that uh, that Shatner said, you know, words can't describe, but then he still made, he still sat there and made Bezos listen to him for about twenty <laughs> minutes trying to. <laughs> words won't describe, but give me twenty minutes, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, did <laughs> did anybody else think it was weird that he was by himself? I mean, yeah, it was kind of weird. That was, especially when, when Bezos finally got the champagne and he sprays it and all that. And Shatner kind of scratches his head and steps back like, eh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, check out the cheese dip at the party. He just sounded, he just sounded really turned on. Like that entire time. He just sounded really, really horny. Yes, he does. He went up to space and realized that 
you know, there's nothing to life. That he's insignificant, <laughs> you know. Maybe. He's gonna die soon, and uh, that was it. I mean, yeah. Well, that was what he said. Like he was like, "Up there's death. <laughs> death. It's just life. black, but death." <laughs> like you just kept talking about death the whole time and Bezos is like, uh-huh. All right. I gotcha. So much for space travel. It's all death up there. Well, anyway, he was, the uh, thing is, uh, yes. we can, uh, I liked his, uh, the, uh, congratulatory, uh, tweet that he got from, uh, George Takai. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what was that? What, what did George Takai say? Something like, you know, he's a big fat pig and, <laughs> He's unfit for space travel or some shit. It's not really space. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. Shatner tweeted back, build the pig. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Then Shatner responded back. That was great, man. So funny. Well. He's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it will come back in another Star Trek. Who knows? Maybe Jean-Luc Picard will travel back in time and pick him up again before he dies. An alternate alternate reality. Uh, Yes. Well, um, other news, uh, we just recent, in more recent news, we had, uh, DC fandom, uh, this past weekend at the time of this recording. Uh, and a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff got announced there and maybe not quite as exciting as last year's fandom. Uh, but we got, why, we got a new Batman trailer, a sneak peek at Aquaman, Shazam, The Flash, uh, the TV and the movie show, Black Adam, and uh, maybe what I think uh, from the reading crowd, the most popular thing was a little clip from Peacemaker. Truth is, it's supposed to be impressive. For what? Superhero stuff. What superhero are you? Peacemaker. Get out of here! There's no superhero called Peacemaker! Dude, I'm famous! So we see a little bit of uh, Peacemaker, and it seems like it's going to be pretty much the same as uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Well, you know, out of all the clips that I saw DC fandom, this was by far my favorite. I think it got the best reaction, yeah. uh, I liked it the best. I mean, out of everything, that was by far the best. I I thought John Cena was great in it, just a little bit that he's in it. It looked like a fun uh, show, so... Fine show. Uh, yeah, they said that uh, James Gunn, uh, he, there's only eight episodes, and he directed like five of them. So he's all over it. It's not like he handed this off. It's it's essentially like a, I mean, you, like a Peacemaker movie it, project. I mean, it's got James Gunn written all over it. I mean, it's everything. It's, it's you know, it's team. It's uh, funny and all that. I mean, but it looks really good. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Hey, Alex, we know you're a big James Gunn fan. Alex is speechless about it. Brian, we finally see Vigilante, which uh, Vigilante was actually in Arrow at one point, correct? Yeah, he was. In, okay, he was in Arrow at one point. Um, it's it's, and I guess it's it's for me it was kind of a weird pairing. I, like I, I don't know they've got a history together, and they they seem so similar in like their uh, you know they're they're kind of I don't know modus operandi, you know, yeah. like like they're they're so. It was it, that's kind of weird to me, but uh, I mean, it looks good. Uh, Eagly is going to be what steals the show, so that's going to be their breakout <laughs> right. character, right? So, Alex, do you or do you still have us there, buddy? I'm still here. Wondering the street. So James Gunn, another James Gunn project. Like Brian said, this is basically a James Gunn movie. Here, you're excited about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess 
I'm just wondering whether there's anything else James Gunn can write other than Jesus, other than team stuff. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 not I'm not gonna doubt it anymore. I doubted Suicide Squad, and I was really wrong. So I was like, I'm still probably gonna have a lot of fun with it, but I don't know. It didn't excite me. It didn't thrill me at all. Wow. But I was like, this looks fun. I'm excited. This I mean, you, you had quite the life-changing event with uh, Suicide Squad. I figured you would be all over this. I, I, I still stand by the movie. I don't know. I, Peacemaker wasn't the standout character in that. I think if I really wanted, if there was any show I wanted, I would have wanted like a rat catcher and King Shark show. But like, I'm not going to get that. So it's like, all right, I'll take Peacemaker. All right. All right. I'll well. take what I can get. Take what you can get, and that's that's kind of what we got as well with some of this stuff at DC Fandom. Uh, Aquaman, Shazam, Black Adam didn't really show us a whole lot. That's that's a, maybe y'all can. I, I I know a lot of it's the pandemic, but I would have thought there would have been a lot more Shazam footage and Bla- uh, Aquaman footage. Just some just some footage. Something. Well, well Aquaman's in production. Aquaman's in like current production. Shazam just wrapped filming. I know, but I mean, I would have thought. I mean, they could have thrown something more together for Shazam. Yeah, something. I mean, Batman threw us a trailer last year. I mean, and it's still fucking not out. So, I mean, yeah, Batman's been done for a year, over a year. The uh, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like you got the production stuff, and I think at the same time, it's like it's you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you if you put stuff out there, and and it's effects driven people are gonna be like well that looks like shit so unless you have like the 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 effects stuff done enough to where it looks good there's no point showing it what was what interesting to me on two fronts is the flash he he comes out and he says we didn't have much we're sorry he's like all apologetic but then they showed a lot of flash yeah oh wait which flash tv or movie uh ezra miller Oh, you know, he comes out and he's like, you know, sorry, you know, we we're hoping to have a trailer. We don't have a trailer. We don't have a lot of stuff finished. You know, this is what we got. But then they showed you like three minutes. Let's, um, let's hit on Flash for just a minute. You, well, it looked awful to me. So just my own opinion. What did you think? I, mean, I I'm I think that that'll be cool with the whole uh, uh, just the whole narration is, um, you know, uh, Michael Keaton uh, through the whole clip. It, the you know him popping up at the end, the Batmobile at the end. The only thing I thought it looked good. The, the thing that was weird to me, and and Alex, you may want to chime on this, but chime in on this. But you see two Ezra Millers, right? One with long hair, one with short hair. One Ezra Millers in the Batman suit that he's spray painted red and spray painted a yellow lightning bolt over the bat symbol, right? If there's going to be two flashes there. Why didn't they just do Grant Gustin? Like, it's, uh, I mean, it's just weird. Like, why would you, if you're going to do two flashes and there's two well established flashes, right. why wouldn't you? And maybe they will just, still. Well, well maybe I they think... will still, but it's weird that it's double Ezra Miller. Yeah. Because yeah, he's so... kind of hard to take in, in, in one. In, <laughs> in, in, in one on one. Now we're doubled up on it. So I don't know. Like, that's. Yeah. I think where I think this is going, and I based off material like books and stuff i think one of the berries i could be so wrong but i think either one of the berries is just going to be evil or he's going to be because in the comic books eobard thon 
he puts on the face of Barry. That's like a whole thing. Is like he wants to be Barry Allen really bad. He wants to be the Flash, and so he literally like re like makes his face to look like Barry Allen's. So I'm like, this could be like, this could be another Barry Allen, or this could be Eobarthon posing as Barry, as like some dis as like maybe even a distant relative, or it could just be like, oh, I am you, but he's not. And this is all like a scheme, but I definitely think this other Barry's definitely the villain. I, I would, I would be shocked almost if he wasn't the villain of the movie. Because it's like I agree, if you're gonna do two flashes as like the central figures, then why not just make the other one Grant Gustin? That makes no sense. So I feel like they're gonna make him the villain, which I think could be cool. Maybe. I just uh, how evil can Ezra Miller be, except when he's choking a woman to the ground? How well, evil? there's that. You know, just... In a Sam's Club. What did in a Sam's Club? <laughs> no, it was like outside of a bar in like Germany. <laughs> a Sam's Club the in whole Germany. The thing is, I watched this clip, and up until all, all I was waiting for was Michael Keaton in it. I was right. just, that was it. I was like, and, and the, the clips that they were, just, the little clips that they were showing just didn't do anything for me. And then finally the Michael well. Keaton part showed up, and even that part didn't do anything. But that's that's what I was saying just a second ago. Like the stuff they sh- they showed you a lot, right? Like so, that's like we're, we're, it's the exact it's the opposite side of the coin we just said with with Black Adam, right? It's like they didn't have a lot of, of post production stuff done, but they showed you a lot of stuff, right, right? Right. So, but then you're like, well, that wasn't that wasn't very impressive. Well, it's the same thing. It's like we one they don't show you anything because they don't have the, the production the post production stuff done. The other one they're trying to show you stuff, but then you're disappointed because the post-production stuff's not done so well i hope they're uh they do something with his helmet because it my looks god that terrible. looks terrible well it looks so bad <laughs> the compared to what it looked like in justice league and you know the other stuff i don't remember it looking any different maybe yeah it looks a little bit they've got they've like, got side-by-side screenshots it looks so. like a it looks like a really bad like football helmet it's terrible it's it's really clunky and it doesn't fit his head it looks like it just like wobbles on there. It's not even touching the room of the nose. Yeah, is that the one? Is that the one that's the guy that made the mock? Is it the Ezra that made the the mock bat suit into a flash uh, suit? No, it's the actual like oh, it's the it? actual like flash suit. It looks terrible. It's really bad. The, I like the mock that. flash suit. I think that's a cool idea, and I like the rest of Ezra Miller's like the real Flash's suit. Like I think it looks cool. I like the lines. I like all of it. Oh, okay, yeah. The helmet's rough. I'll have to check it. I have to pay more attention to the helmet. Um, It's bad. But yeah, you mentioned Black Adam. We didn't see hardly anything of Black Adam, but uh, The Rock was very proud of it. I'm sure. I thought it was pretty. They did keep his him so much under wraps, but I thought what I saw, I liked it. It looked pretty cool. I mean, it, it had an Indiana Jones feel to it, so. Like well, you got to see like a glimpse of Doctor Fate's helmet, right? Oh, did you? Like, see, yeah, I missed that. Um, too. Yeah. I missed all the helmet shots, evidently. Um, well, he's just holding it. Um, Pierce Brosnan is just holding it. The uh, I think whatever he's and then you saw the 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 chest glimpse of Hawkman's yeah. you know symbol, and then and then uh, Cyclone symbol and all. Adam, yeah, so I mean, I think that's the next thing is showing all of that in their justice society like superhero pose that's what that's what we'll get in the trailers i don't think it's going to be as much black adam well maybe the first trailer will be all black adam the second trailer is going to be more justice society yeah i would imagine so 
but uh, yeah, I mean, we're still a year out. It, it's 2023, isn't it? Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> really? That's ridiculous, man. That's why I they mean, got nothing to show you. I mean, by that time, the rock's going to wear thin on everybody's nerves, especially if he keeps putting out rap videos and rap Wait. music. Yeah, he already Black is, Adam. I think. Yeah. Black Adam is 2022. Shazam is 2023. Black okay. Adam is 2022, I think. Yeah, and okay. Indiana Jones is 2025. But we'll get to that. Uh, Shazam. We talked about Shazam a little bit. They showed us a little bit of that. Not really a teaser or a trailer, but just production clips and stuff which was stupid I, they, yeah I don't, yeah it looked like it I was they could have given us a train and lucy lou are the big bad guys <laughs> like i think there's more to it than that i hope it is because damn that's really underwhelming yeah yeah so, I, I mean but that's isn't that shazam and, and, and black adam anyway yeah again they they kind of get into the more greek or uh, egyptian mythology and and, and stuff like that, and it's just like, eh, I, I, I still want to see bad guys. More than the other one. Yeah. I think but, it's a, uh, uh, this is probably just a placeholder. They're like, well, we want another Shazam movie. Everybody loves Shazam, but The Rock's not ready yet, so let's go ahead and do this movie in the interim, yeah. which is, uh, if, if, it's what, if it's what they're doing now, it's just going to be a redo of the first one, because it's going to be, you know, um, uh, dragons and and yeah. griffins and stuff like that, mythological creatures, and then Helen Mirren, you know, commanding them. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's really just a placeholder yeah. just to get to uh, Black Adam in the third movie. Yeah. So, Which, again, by that time, will anyone care? Will anyone care? It's all going to be Squid Game movies. Yeah, and Squid Game because of spinoffs. Yes. I just wish that uh, they would have kept Black Adam kind of the bad guy for Shazam and I don't even. Uh, he looked like The Rock twenty years ago. <laughs> you know, I don't really know. Uh, so they they made Black Adam his own movie, and I and Brian, you can tell me this. Uh, you're the DC guy. Does Black Adam have this much of a following in DC books? I mean, he like he does got now. Books and all that. I mean, when basically it was like there was uh, during the whole thing with Captain Marvel. Marvel, Shazam, that whole lawsuit sort of thing. Or, or, um, it wasn't even a lawsuit. It was just like DC like fell asleep and Marvel re, you know, re, um, registered the trademark. But it was like there was a moratorium on Shazam, right? Or uh, uh, Captain Marvel. For a good chunk of like the 2000s, he was just off the table. And so in Justice Society, I think uh, Jeff Johns wanted him in there and so that's the way they did it they brought in black adam and they did the whole thing with isis and uh um like what happened to her and the reason he turned bad what happened to his country and and all that kind of stuff and really they made him namor is what they did Hmm. they made black adam namor and then threw him on justice society so all right right. i like him now i like him with that pitch yeah other than that i don't i don't think i care about him uh, and then finally, it was a, it, there wasn't a whole lot of other stuff coming out of there, but finally we got a new trailer for the Batman. Uh, oh. This is about a king and brothers to match. I can take care of myself. This continues. Yeah, if this continues, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they loved Nirvana so much they had to use one in the second trailer. 
Uh, Podman Ron, I see you shaking your head. What about this trailer? Did this excite you as much as the first one? No, it it's definitely did not. This, I was so bored. I'm so bored at the same old Batman stories. I think Alex kind of hit the hit the nail on the head. <laughs> he hit the nut on the head. What did he do? Nut on the head. Uh, you know, he said it was kind of a combination between a. Uh, the Michael Keaton and the Nolan films. You got a little bit of camp mixed in with a little bit of the Nolan's part. I I, I just felt it was boring. I, it's like everything we've seen before. I mean, it's just dark, gritty. You know, I, yeah. I was I was looking for more for a uh, uh, like I like I like Ben Affleck. I was looking for a more of a, well, a he, Batman he, who's he dealing little... with more superhero-y type action and he's a you know grizzled old uh, batman and you know he's already experienced and he's already got this you know rogues gallery set up and uh, this just looks like the same nolan well, stuff that we got 10 years that's ago that's why so you get michael keaton looks- and ben affleck in the black yeah you got you're gonna have as many ba- you're gonna have more batmans than you know what to do with uh, i know it just didn't it didn't do nothing for me I, it was just a little boring i mean i, I just I, i'm sick of I know it's we're not seeing his origin story again, but we are. We're seeing his beginnings again, and you know it's him fighting, you know, the, the, the Riddler and the mob, and you know it's you know his deep. I got to do this, and I'm vengeance, and uh, it's so boring. I'm sorry, Brian. What 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 did I'm, this do for you, Brian? I already know I'm going to be with Brian on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. Like, I, like it, it's not great. It's not great, but I don't think it's necessarily a combination of Nolan and and um, Tim Burton's Batman. I think it's if you're looking for like a comic book analogy, I think it's more like uh, Jim Starlin, Jim Aparo sort of Batman. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. back then. He didn't intersect with the superheroes. It was he was putting out crises. It was, you know, he was it was solving mysteries. It was it was uh, local threats like uh you know so i think that's what you're getting you're not going to get the fan you're not going to going to get the fantastic you know he's fighting fighting clayface right but the flip side is you're going to get more of the, those type of stories it's going to be a little more grounded but yeah. not quite as grounded as um as the nolan stuff is yeah so uh, i think that's i think that's what they're shooting for and that's what he said was like it's He's going for Dark Knight Detective. And and so when I'm watching it, like, I like all that anyway, right? But yeah. uh, you, you got to think back. It's like, if you weren't impressed with this trailer, what of the, um, uh, the, the Planet of the Apes film trailers were you just like, holy shit? Like, none of them. But all those movies were fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think he's more of a, a grower, not a shower, as it were. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't do much for me, the, the trailer. Did. Uh, I still uh, I still don't know about Robert. I'm sure he's going to be a fine Batman, as they all are, and he'll, he'll be his own Batman and all that kind of stuff. But, again, I just have to kind of laugh that, um, you know, just like Dark, uh, yeah, the Dark Knight, and, you know, it, there were so many, I thought there were some, strange similarities between the dark knight and the tim burton batman 
with you know the Joker you know, hanging off of the building at the end and all that kind of you know and him Joker's in the middle of the street and he's shooting at Batman and one bullet takes down the bat wing or one bullet you know makes him veer Correct. off and it's like that seems like they could have done something to make it not you know the same and in this one we see uh, you know, Batman looks like he's, you know, interrogating the Riddler or whatever, and maybe he's behind glass, but he's like, what did you do? Where is she? And all yeah. this stuff. And I'm just like, to Podman Rhymes, it's like, eh, we've seen all this before. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I'm sure it will be great, and we'll love it, and he will be everybody's new favorite Batman, but... Uh, well, yeah, and we'll I think see. we can all agree, this you're never going to see this Batman with Superman. But I that's never know. happening. I don't know. I don't know. Never right. say never. I, I do wish excited. if they were if they wanted to de- take a departure, like I don't know why the hell we we just don't have a, a Batman Beyond movie. Like they're talking about you know Batgirl movie, Nightwing movie, and as much as I would love, oh, I forgot about a Nightwing. As much as I love Nightwing, right? Like yeah. uh, if they want to, if they really want want a chance at kind of handing Marvel their lunch. I think Batman Beyond is is the way to go. So, because right. it'd be such a departure from anything else that Marvel's done or DC has done. And you can kind of still Batman. do what you want to do with it, with the character, and, and you all do that what, stuff you, what, what you want to do. You, you've got this. You've got this whole myriad of new cut, new villains that uh, um, that have you know never seen any real screen time other than the cartoon. Uh, and, and it's and you get to like to have that backdrop of you know uh, Neo Gotham. So. Well, maybe that's what uh, they'll do with uh, Keaton. Alex, I didn't think you liked this. Did you like this trailer? I don't I think you liked it. This trailer. Uh, Are you kidding me? Uh, my bad. I, don't, I didn't think you liked it. Visually, <laughs> visually, it was great and all that kind of stuff, but it was I mean, just yeah. uninteresting, I thought. I, I like the first one better. All right. Uh, yeah. Anything else out of fandom? I mean, they talked a little bit of the milestones trying to make a comeback. CW Flash got gold boots. CW, okay, Flash yeah, TV that was, show. That was the funniest thing of all. It's like, they're like, we got footage from the Flash movie. We've got production footage from Shazam, production footage from uh, uh, Black Adam. We got uh, Titans is renewed. <laughs> Doom Patrol is renewed. You know, what do you got, Flash? I got boots. I got boots. Is that what he I said? Boots. <laughs> is that really what he said? <laughs> They spent like ten minutes on these fucking boots. Really? You know you're, that was it. You know your shows should be canceled when you have to go to a con and be like the boots. That's well, hilarious. Or when when the series when the season's starting off with the big crossover, right? The it's starting off with their big crisis event. Uh, what's the, the event? Armageddon. What it's like, with, uh, what, what's the villain? Despero, and he, he's just a human yeah. guy. It's um, Despero, yeah. But so like that's their big. So instead of us having it at at hiatus like they've done other years, that's how they're kicking off the season for all the CW shows. And all they could talk about was the yellow boots. The yellow boots. Wow, it, it was bizarre. Uh, so if the if these the uh, shows is it just like legends flash legends of tomorrow supergirl is she even in no. this supergirl's done yeah that's been like 30 minutes yeah. superman oh yeah, is he yeah they, no they did like a like a, a panel about you know their favorite memories and i'm like nobody watched the show so nobody right. knows what you're talking about 
fuck you're talking about. <laughs> is Superman going to be in the crossover? No. No. <laughs> no. He's so is it like a... Flash and Legends of Tomorrow? Is that about it? Yeah. <laughs> it's Flash, Legends, but they're going to bring in like Black uh, Lightning. They're bringing in oh, okay. uh, Mia, um, Queen. So it's it's like, hey, we're going to do a crossover with the shows that got canceled <laughs> because those those characters need work or those uh, actors need work so I think Batwoman's in it yeah oh, okay Part of that uh, did you see the Batwoman did you see Ruby Rose yeah, oh, yeah. she's all she's angry she's pissed she's a little angry she pissed uh, so yeah so I mean nothing else uh, I, I mean I, I kind of looked the, through uh, stuff but nothing else really hit me as far as excitement well goes. there's one and it kind of leaked after it's almost like I guess they, it wasn't completely the ink hadn't dried yet so they didn't announce it but they announced like a day or two later that uh, they're doing a DC animated film for um, Smallville oh okay so so just a, a reunion for Smallville so the D- yeah, uh, okay. what was the and then, and then the whole milestone thing, them, them trying to trot out milestone again, again. Uh, and it's like the big thing there was they're bringing back um, uh, what's the blood syndicate, but I mean, yeah, that was the same thing last year. They were trying to get the milestone. Yeah, that's why I thought. Yeah, that's funny. So, oh, well, one day they will. Doesn't work now. <laughs> that maybe they will. Uh, well, yeah. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. Um, with all this stuff, I'm sure there will be some fantastic movies coming their way. Uh, other stuff, just to keep things moving along, Indiana Jones 5. Uh, you know, we kind of joked a little bit earlier. I think it, it is slated for 2025 now, right? Something like that? I mean, it's nothing. Insane. This next year, it's ready. What? Indiana yeah. Jones is ready? It's 2023, but yeah, you got to push back a year, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they're just really just waiting for... They, they're just waiting for Harrison Ford to die. They don't want to be like, I think oh, so. we don't want to recast you, old man. So they're just kind of pushing it back, waiting for him to die off naturally, right? Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. Is they're going to, oh, we, we hmm, have so close. Film, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to go do reshoots. So close. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, Harrison shows up in the first five minutes and he's he's out of the rest of the movie. Yeah. The uh, there's the other leak about it that uh, that I kind of posted that uh, there's footage or not footage but shots from uh, filming that have surfaced where <clears throat> Harrison Ford's in in costume and he's standing next to a, like a a boat full of uh, Roman soldiers, and so it's now oh. they're saying. Well, the, they think it's time travel. So we went. <laughs> that would know, be hard. Nazis, artifact, Nazis, artifact, Nazis, artifact, aliens, time travel. Wow. So Nazis, time travel. There are Nazis in this one. Oh, that would be oh, good. Are there are Nazis, mm. Nazis, artifact, time travel, Nazis, aliens. Aliens. <laughs> so. Uh, just the normal Indiana Jones. Just normal, yeah. I, I, I'm convinced they're just waiting for him to die, and then they'll, then they'll have the movie. It'll be out. They probably shot everything with Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. They just don't want to tell Harrison Ford about it. Again. They didn't tell. They told Harrison that was his stunt double and kept him at a distance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that? PM, PMR is missing. Oh, you know, sometimes you just don't even know. You don't yeah. even notice. Don't. I just assume he's uh, enjoying his uh, Starbucks. Well, yeah, I mean, PMR and Alex decide to, you know, snack it up while they're on the podcast. I uh, texted him and said, uh, let us know when he, he, he hung up on us, I believe. So, 
that's the way it is sometimes. Big yikes. Uh, but unfortunate for him because now uh, you know, now it's time talking about time travel. Let's go back to back to the eighties a little bit. What exactly is happening here? We need to finish what our grandfather started. not good all right that's not good alex what did you think of ghostbuster afterlife a new trailer for that i'm excited i'm not actually i'm not like the biggest fan uh but i don't know this movie's like relive some nostalgia that i don't have (laughs) right like yeah what a great movie that i don't necessarily enjoy but I, it looks really good but it struck a nerve with you i mean you, yeah. you felt nostalgic for some reason nostalgia for a movie i have no nostalgia for it. i have no part of my <laughs> this movie but i'm like this looks fun maybe it's just like stranger things hasn't had the season in like two years so i'm like children adventure movie sounds good to me All but right. i'm excited uh i think it's Looks fun. Really, nothing else to say except that. Test screenings say it's great too, so I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, you're all for it. And Brian, Brian, I'm sure you absolutely loved it, right? I mean, people, oh, absolutely, yeah. People at your house are going ape shit over it right now. It They're going like. ape shit over it. Yeah. The uh, um, when the klaxon went off, you know, when the uh, when the siren went off, like right. that was that like hit me. Like wow. I, I don't know why about that sound, but that, wow. that hit me. That that it looks really really good. I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked for it, and I guess they've come out now and said that uh, Olivia Wilde is playing Gozer, the Gozerian. Oh, okay. so you know we've seen we've seen her start to rise out of the pit, but now you know it's Olivia Wilde, which Olivia Wilde looks a lot like the actress from the '80s. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like it's. Uh, I think I'm. I'm, I think I'm I, optimistic. It's going to hit. All, it's going to hit all the buttons. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it definitely seems like it does. I'm now not sold on it because Olivia Wilde broke my boy Jason's dicks is I know yeah he's better off without her though <laughs> he is go, better off go. without her he, she did him a favor go Greyhounds but yeah <laughs> uh, you know one thing in, in watching this that I wonder and I wonder this often is like at what point do we get sick of Paul Rudd shit you know I, I don't think it's possible yeah I, I, <laughs> you I honestly think so think he he can continue like, playing the same character, which yeah. it seems to be himself, right? Yeah. He can do this in every role, and we accept it, right? Yeah. Okay. He's kind of like the less snarky Bill Murray at this point. He just plays himself in all these films. He just does. You know? it. Yeah, he's, he's just. Doing... A... But he plays like it's just a little less acidic than Bill Murray. But right. yeah, that's uh, you know, just just you just fill him in. How long can he do that though? I mean, I that's the rest of his life. Well, I mean, he's been doing it for 20 years. So. I know, I know, he has. So. I, I can watch Paul Rudd do anything, and I think I'd be satisfied. Like, I'm like, I can, take him, I can see him take a shit and be like, that was enjoyable. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite stories about Paul Rudd, and this is uh, um, when they were shooting, uh, what was the film with him and, um, uh, oh, the guy from the Muppet movie. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I love you, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, that, the other guy. Not oh, Sudeikis, yeah, take, but what is his? the guy from How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother and all, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he said that uh, 
that when they would be out places on on you know doing the promotional tour or whatever rudd would come in and if they were in the urinal rudd would come in and stand right next to him and have a conversation but rudd would take his whole pants and underwear completely down like he was a toddler and ah. leave him on the floor while he peed like wow. uh so, so, so they'd be standing that rudd did it like every that was like his prank he just kept doing it to him over and over and over jason siegel siegel there you go He's like a giant child, and it's amazing. He's like a giant child. Yeah. But he's actually really smart. I mean, I have no doubt that Paul Rudd's just a genius guy, but he loves being stupid. Yeah, no, he seems... He actually is, uh, as I'm calling Podman Ron uh, back, he actually did a, um, I think you can find it on YouTube, an episode of Hot Ones. Hot Ones? Yeah. Yep, yeah. And it was fantastic. He was great at it. Yeah. I think my favorite... I, I I know not a lot of people watch this show, and I find it surprising because I think it's really good. It's the with him living with yourself. I think. Oh yeah, I watched it. It's great. It's such a show. I at least found it. Great. What is it? <laughs> living with yourself. It's like it's it's like eight episodes, and like twenty minute episodes. You Brad, you'd love it. It's so oh okay. Great. He gets cloned. Yeah, you get Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I know really what you're talking about now. Show. It's one of, I think it's really underrated in my opinion. I will try that. I will it's give a little, that a shot. Yeah, but it's pretty fun overall and it's great. It's just really fun. And Paul Rudd's just he's just so charismatic. I don't think I've ever met a person who goes, "I fucking hate Paul Rudd." I don't mm. think that person exists. Podman Ron, we're talking about Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. Do you hate Paul Rudd? Here is that man. No, you know what? I, I used to not be a big fan of Paul Rudd. <laughs> he won you over somehow. But he did. Ant-Man won me over. Oh, he pulled a John Cena. Yeah. He did. He did. John Cena's so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah, so, so I do like, uh, you know, I think John Cena is uh, doing a very good job right now. So <laughs> You in well China. Done. Yeah, you both love him. Yeah, me and China both. All right. Well, well, I was, you know, we were talking about while you ducked out for a little bit, Podman Ron. We were talking about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Alex feels nostalgia for some reason for this uh, movie that he has no right to. Brian is totally sold on it. As soon as he heard the siren, I assume, Podman Ron, that you are completely in him for this movie. You know, I've been in it from day one. Day one. I mean, uh, before I even saw the first trailer, I mean, hell, it was directed. It's directed by the son of the the original director. Wow, I mean, he's good going back. For me. And, well, I mean, he's going back, and he's uh, you know, it's canon with the original movies. Uh, I mean, like like the one in twenty sixteen should have been. Um, uh, I think it it looks great. And then uh, when the first trailer hit, I was sold. Then I was like, holy shit, this is going to be great. And even now, it's it's going to be a, an amazing film. All right, so, we'll hold you to that. Feeding off the nostalgia of, of Brad and I mean all three of you, Brad, PMR, Brian. I'm just the nostalgia y'all have. I I'm I'm feeding off of it. Wow, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you were never a big Ghostbusters fan as a child, though. You no. weren't. You never really cared for the movie. I mean, you were a big Back to the Future fan. You loved that and Star Wars and Star Trek, but you just never got into Ghostbusters nope. at all. <laughs> so, but <laughs> couldn't care less. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, from from ghost busting to ghosts. <laughs> I love that segue. Alex will never remember.
remember this person. I uh, don't know who any of the people you talk about are. Yeah, no, that's probably that's fair enough. None of these people have any matter to me. Well, <laughs> at all. Recently, ninety-five years young. Where Brad go? Did he just leave her? Huh? Yeah. Host drop out. Died. He what happened? Uh, he needed a minute to collect himself. <laughs> I'm I'm still yeah, here. Can really you really hit him hard? Can you guys not hear me? <laughs> he was he was on uh, he was her she was his hall pass in uh, <laughs> in tenth in, in, in grade. Can you can you guys hear me at all? I can hear you wow. now. Oh okay okay. I was like I'm I'm not I'm, I'm still here I'm still here. Uh, Ninety five year young Betty Lynn as Alex as you'll remember her. As, uh, as Thelma Lou, Barney Fife's longtime love interest in the Andy Griffith Show, his longtime piece of ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thelma Lou. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> is that Thelma Lou? <laughs> what is going oh, on I'm over sorry. there, Brian? <laughs> oh, is that you, Brian? I thought yes. I I couldn't find any Thel- good Thelma Lou clips out there. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Was in a play tonight. Was that one? Oh, and so he's and you uh, missed he's excited. it. He's telling everybody about it. You oh, missed okay. it for the podcast. Thank you, what Brian. What was the play? What was the play? It's called Jolly Roger and the Pirates, <laughs> something or another. And the Jolly oh, Pirates. Okay, hang oh, on. I remember he was. I remember him talking about that when we came down there. That he was doing that. That he was trying out for it actually. Wow. Well, hey. The, all the yeah. sons of pod men love to be in plays. Hell it's yeah. Jolly Roger and the Pirate Queen. And he was, this is video. So as long as he was that. Jolly Roger and not the Pirate Queen, I, we're all good here. He was Bluebeard. Speaking of that, speaking <laughs> of that, let's talk about the sidekicks. Oh, that's a trend. That was a good uh, segue. Uh, segue there. I feel like that segue was like, Fuck your child's accomplishments, Brian. No, no, no. That's, no, no, that's no, no. Brian, Podman Ron saw it, and he took it. Well, hey. That's fine. If... No, no, that's fine. I just saw the beard. I took it. From beard to blue balls. Let's go. Hey, good Lord. We, Lord knows we've all heard enough about Podman Ron's kids' plays, but you, know, you talk about my kids' play, and no. 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 <laughs> I was excited for him when uh, he was talking about auditioning for it when we were in there. Well, so. I'm glad he got the Bluebeard part. Yeah. yeah. PMR's awesome, just man. more excited about bisexual teenagers. Ouch. So, so speaking of bisexual teenagers, so <laughs> a handful of weeks ago, how many times do we get to use that segue? Uh, so uh, a few weeks ago we had uh, Robin, Tim Drake, Robin, come out as bisexual maybe a month or so ago and then all of a sudden a few weeks ago all of a sudden john kent superman's son says you know what i think i may be bisexual too uh but who isn't and who isn't nowadays we all everybody's dabbled and you know all this kind of stuff so let me ask you this because this is something i was unaware of but i knew that superman had a son a young son to that was about the same age as Damian Wayne Batman's Correct. young son. Yeah. I have no idea. Was Lois Lane pregnant? Like, is this a real son of Superman? And if so, that's my first question for you, Brian. And then number two, now all of a sudden he's a 
20 uh, something year old, they aged them up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that seems to be what people are more angry about than anything else. Well, he, I think he just debuted in like 2014. Yeah. Like, uh, so there was a, there was, when they finally got rid of New 52, there was a middle area called Convergence. And it was kind of like there was a planet that was, you know, it was almost like Secret Wars. You know, where Secret Wars, the planet was made up of different planets. Right. You know, it was kind of like that. You had different regions on this planet. And uh, you had different versions of Superman. Or uh, you had a Superman. You had a uh, you, you had multiple Supermans. You had multiple Batmans. All this kind of stuff. And they kind of culled it down to what the, was going to be the go-forward universe. And in that, when they came back, Superman... And Lois, Superman was depowered. She got pregnant. They came back, and they were just living in in Kansas or whatever. And then the Superman that the New 52 Superman died because everybody hated him. And they they moved, you know, Superman Prime back into the slot. And then, you know, basically they were just like, just forget. Forget there was ever another Superman. Like, they never referenced it again. But he was a baby during that convergence thing. That was like the big shock was that Lois was pregnant or whatever. So, but uh, then they come back and he's like eight, right? Like, so now he's, he's just, there's, there's a jump in all of this. They're not explaining it. He's like eight or 10 or what. I think he was like eight because Damien's like 10 and he was younger than Damien. Well, then Jorel comes back. Um, there's this whole long storyline about what happened to it, It's, it's the, uh, it was the, um, uh, what's his name? Brian Michael Bendis, Superman stuff. There was a whole thing about what actually happened to Krypton. Was it was it natural disaster? Natural disaster? Did somebody do it intentionally? What was Jarrell's part in it? All this kind of stuff. Well, Jarrell's alive. Jarrell comes back and takes <laughs> John with him. How the hell's Jarrell alive? So, so they, Jarrell takes Jonathan with him, and they're gone for like a year. But due to time, very time, you know, uh, variation. Uh, He's he's aged like eight years in that time in that time period, so he goes off as an eight year old. He comes back as a sixteen year old. Then he gets sent to the future to join the Legion, right? So he's in the Legion for like another couple of years. Now he comes back and he's like in his twenties. Uh, Superman has assembled the authority to go fight War World and Mogul on War World. So Mogul is now, like, War World has been beaten how many times, but now suddenly Superman has to leave Earth to go fight <laughs> War World. Like, for, like it, um, it's just really to get him off the table, so now John is the, is the, the primary Superman. Superman. All right. right. That's how it all comes about. So. That's all crazy. So he, so, so within a couple of years, John Kent went from being a baby to, again, like 20 something. Like 23, yeah. Whatever, yeah. So. So he's 23. Damien's still the same age as he was. Um, uh, but anyway, so now he's got a, he works for a newspaper or a blog or something like that. And lo and behold, there's a, uh, a young blogster newspaper reporter that he falls in love with. It's called Blog with a Log. <laughs> Did you just think of that one, TMR? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. So anyway. I also read today, um, to go along with all that, I, you know, I don't know. I, it's, 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 it is what it is. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't affect me, but, uh, but 
Nubia writer confirms that trans Amazons are part of Wonder Woman's culture. I thought Amazons were just supposed to be all just women. All female. Apparently they're transsexual Amazons? They they will let... Or maybe they let trans people on the mascara or something. But then again, it it, it is all fake, so it's not really real. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that. It can be really whatever you the fuck you want it to be. Where it offends me with this stuff is just the hackiness of it. You know, it's like... This is this is like straight from Marvel's playbook, you know. Like, let's get that press release. Let's get that that right. hot shot yeah. in the arm, and then and then because we didn't say he was gay, we said he was bisexual. We we've got it out, so we never have to reference it again. <laughs> after you know, this, after a new writer comes well. on board or whatever, yeah. It was yeah, it was his college years. You like like they can just immediately <laughs> take it back. And and you know what's wild is we had this going on um, like in uh, uh, with celebrities during covid like you you there was like several like actresses that came out and said they were they were bi and then they got married like six weeks later and it's like <laughs> they were just i think it was just like oh i'm afraid my career's gonna stall during all this let me let me go grab a headline real quick you know uh, um to make sure i'm still relevant because i don't have any projects coming out it's weird it's like that sort of mentality I, that's but, that's but honestly i think dc I don't know if DC thinks about long term. I don't know. I don't. I because I, I think they just think of the free press that they're getting out of it. Oh, I do think they think long term, and it's bleak. And they know (laughs) get what you can. Because I mean, because your 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 basic comic book fan does not like any of this. I mean, well, and that's right. They're dropping it left and right. So you, well, not your basic comic book fan, but your your established comic book fan. Yeah. And so from their standpoint, like they're probably thinking, well, the comic fans we have now are going to be dead in 20 years. So uh, <laughs> either we evolve this and we pick up new readers or we just go ahead and start hanging up our hat now. Like, I think that's where they're at with all this. So they're just throwing shit against a wall. And it's like, I mean, you know, kudos. I like Tom Taylor. I like him as a writer. I've liked him for years, and but it's so, like I just I take issue with like if you want to make him gay, make him gay. It, well, but but are you doing it because the story needs it? Are you doing it? But right. no, like the fact that they said he was bi is just so they can take it back later if they want to. It's like so if if, if you're leaving the door open to to abandon this at a later date, then why bother? Did you really need to do it to begin with? Or are you just grabbing high headlines? So well, that's, but, that's what, I mean, that's how for, I feel. I, go ahead, Alex. For Tom Taylor to have like, I feel like if this was a decision Tom Taylor made, I feel like it's it's very different in execution because Tom Taylor, of all the stuff I've read of his, he's a very purposeful writer of what he includes and why he's including it, and it makes me think that I don't know if this is something DC would ever have thought of doing. I mean, it's Superman. No, like, see, I don't. I think it's definitely. I think it's it's definitely DC. Well, with Robin, I I would think Robin. I'm like, I think that's more of a DC call. They're like, well, one of the Robins has to be something. So let's just make Tim Drake. He's the least notable. But at least with Superman, I'm like, I don't know if DC's bold enough to touch that. And I think Tom Taylor was like, here we have a newer character who's recently established, and he's old and matured enough where we can do this. Why not? give him the superman book and let's explore a different kind of a different superman it doesn't have to be part yeah but that's i guess my point is i think i don't think this was 
Tom Taylor fighting for it. And this is just my gut. I don't know. But I, don't, but I feel like this is like that, the way it has been rolled out, right? The way this is rolled out, like with the press releases, the media, all this kind of stuff, the fact that it's in like issue six, you know, like they're, they're announcing it way before solicitations go out. I don't think, uh, it seems too calculated. I don't think this was yeah. story driven. Yeah. I think this was, hey, this is how we, this is how we, you know, grab headlines and, and make a splash with the new Superman. Hey, there's a new Superman and we're going to come right back a few, you know, uh, like a month or two later going, and guess what he's by? Like, and it, guess what? And I, so. I hope that's not the case. And I would love, I really do think it'd be great for this to be, if we can, if Jonathan Kent continues, like as far as he goes in comics, however, wherever his story goes, I hope that being, I guess, bisexual from the people I know, it's really hard in general because people you tell people like people I've known people who come out as bi and people are like well I've never seen you with a girl I've never seen you with a guy and it's like well that's not what being bi is so it's like I DC is a really tricky path when they say stuff like that because it's like well now right. there's an expectation to what you say but there's also an expectation of well, what's correct is it okay if John now goes and dates a girl is that gonna look bad and right I think they've trapped themselves in a corner honestly well, trying to be inclusive, it honestly would have been better off. It might have pissed more people off, but it would have been better off just been like, he's gay. <laughs> well, it right, might. right. And, and here's the thing. If there, if there's somebody that's going to thread the needle, Tom Taylor can probably thread the needle. He's a very good writer. Tom it's Taylor like, can thread not. the needle. Yeah, the next right? one not. Who's going to write this book after Tom Taylor leaves? How long is Jonathan Kent going to be Superman? Right. Yeah, they'll bring right. regular old Superman. And so – there's there's all that kind of stuff that's that's a we'll concern bring for me. old uh, straight Superman back. Old straight lay Superman well, with, guess, with a new with a new uh, motto, nonetheless. Well, all yeah. funny that stuff. upset oh, people too. Hey, <laughs> let me make one more point on this. Like it, 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 the OMAC, uh, there's, they introduced a new OMAC this week in the Authority, and um, she's trans or he's trans. Like so, it, it like that's the it's like every. You know, month now, they're making an announcement like this. At some point, it's going to lose its impact, right? right. Like one, but two. <laughs> I don't know. If you if you look up, like statistically, how many Americans identify themselves as a part of um, the LBGTQ throw a Q right uh, community? It's only like three and a half percent right but in 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 dc it's like 40 percent at this point like that's what it seems like with all these announcements right. announcements announcements, announcements. And i think and i agree i think there's especially i think ever since iceman from marvel when he oh, came yeah. out as, when they did all that i think there's been an influx of this and i agree it's starting to lose its momentum but i think that's probably to everyone's benefit because not only are we just saying well this is normal culture now like we're just accepting normal life point, right that this is just real life but also it stops happening less and less and so everyone gets best of both worlds it's like we have ingrained diversity but we also have it's less in the impact where this is normal and people get to keep the majority of their characters at this point because dc can't rely on this as a publicity stunt so it's like there's a little bit of ebb and flow here yeah. But what's, but it's like, that. here's the thing though, like bring it back full circle. It's 
uh, coming out is the new comic book death, right? <laughs> and so with a comic book death, you know it doesn't stick. Right. So <laughs> at, at what point are these? Uh, uh, is this uh, gender identification going to stick? Is going to reverse itself? Yeah. You know, at some point, are they going to retcon it back? Yeah. You know, which you know, is going to look awful. Yeah, right. I was going to say they'll never. Re- I don't think they'll retcon it because, like you just said, it'll look awful, and then and it'll be like, oh well, what was wrong with that? Why are you retconning it? But There's I think. Wrong with that? I mean, you can't you can't say, oh, he got hit with a gay ray. You know, ray, that's what they would have done thirty years ago. <laughs> that pink pink kryptonite gets you every time. Yeah, but what's going to happen is right. So you can't take it back. So that's just if if, if it doesn't land, well, they'll just uh, kill off that one and bring in the, another universe. They'll just, right? yeah, they'll just kill it off and shut them off to shut them off to the side. Kind of like that book that was uh, the New Warriors, right? That got just just hammered when they announced oh, the, you know, Snowflake uh, and Snape. So, Snape so, no, it never came out. No, they pushed that, it back. What's funny about that is that that was not only a combination of just normal comic readers, but also like LGBT plus people going. Everybody no, hated it. This is terrible. <laughs> like this is the worst inclusion you could possibly create. Because <laughs> right, it was just pandering. Yeah, it's just complete pandering. It was awful. Um, but it's, but I guess that's my point. Is at some point this people are going to be like, you're just pandering. You're just pandering at this point. Like, it, like what is this? Even? Here's the thing. Why do we even care? Go punch somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, go. go they go, don't do uh, that anymore. Throw a nuclear missile into the sun. Like, I, why? Do, why are we spending so much time with them sitting on rooftops talking about their sexuality? They're superheroes. Go save somebody. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if 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 Brian, I, I, if Brian, I just thought of this. If Brian's like, if, if it was a DC decision, I bet I'd bet money is that they were like. Well, Tim Drake's bisexual, but we also have his archetypal love interest in Spoiler. So eventually, Tim Drake's going to have to go back to Spoiler. Right. So we need another teenage bisexual superhero with a big name to be like, I'm bisexual now. <laughs> Which could it's be like the all case. The teens are, all the teens are all bisexuals. I mean, didn't Aqua... Aqualad. Yeah. That's really not too dissimilar from... <laughs> my actual generation who I know a large amount of people of, like who are bisexual. It's pre- I think about again, 50% of the people I, I know at college. Let's, let's preface this to say that there's general. nothing wrong with any of that, but no. I don't like it when it's just like Tim Drake. Tim Drake's an established character for many, many, many years, and then you just do this. Yeah, Same but, with Iceman. I didn't like Iceman. But is that, but is that realistic? That. But, but, Tim, but Tim Drake, I think to an extent, is like I could see one of the Robins at least. One then, of the- well, then you make Damien. I mean, because Damien's the like the a new character, the youngest. Yeah, he's the youngest who would be, you but, know, coming into his adolescent time because he was like what ten or eleven when he started. Well, so he's coming into and, his adolescent time. So then he's gay. But you know what? They didn't make him gay because that's Batman's son, and they wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> so well, that's the thing too. Damien has never had any sort of love interest in any of the books. Well, like, no, he had the, the uh, Green Arrow sidekick. The Connor? The uh, new Red Arrow. Uh, uh, Mia. Oh, Connor Hawk was the... Connor Hawk was actually the first uh, bisexual, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Am I right? Am I right, Brian? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Connor Hawk is bisexual. But, yeah, so... Yeah, like, well, Damien hasn't... 
had anything like that unless it was in the Teen Titans book that I stopped reading. But see, that, that would make more sense if you have Damien come out as gay because it goes with the story. I mean, you're, you know, he's he's an adolescent. He, I mean, he's uh, going into his adolescent years, but I mean, he comes Tim, out as gay. I'm Tim Drake's that, still that adolescent sense. in the books right now. He's oh, my God. Tim Drake's been around for like 30 years. <laughs> <I> mean, <he's laughs> like, he should book, be well in his 30s. But in the books, he's like in his early 20s. So, I, and I get what you're saying, yeah. Alex, but I'm just saying like all these years. I mean, You have canon. You have yeah, canon, you have that, canon. They're, that they're rallying against. That's the problem. Yeah. It's but, like, yeah, we get he's not that not as old as you say, but you've got the real reality is we've been reading this character for like, 30 years. Right. I, and I, you know, it, it feels forced. Also, but also, to an extent, we're talking about 30 years in which being bisexual wasn't necessarily no, 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 no. I popularized get that, but... to like come out. So I, in the terms of Tim Drake, there are three other Robins that you can, if you don't like that. What do you have three... to do with any of that? I mean, but but, like, but I don't... I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying that I don't like a character's whole personality switching it, whether it's him gay or you know you know this you know this for me alex like hawkeye i hate that they change hawkeye's personality all the time you know it's like it's this way this way bisexual doesn't mean now you're just some flamboyant like it doesn't i'm not stop. saying that it's, no. just pers- it's just a change of character and uh you know i don't character's not know. personality it's just character and it's a simple change i don't personally i agree thing. it is complete publicity stunt yeah, I, I don't like that or, you know but also like Brian said, I don't really give a shit. I just want to see him punch something. Like no, they don't, don't do really, that anymore. I don't really care. No, they talk about their feelings. And, and that's the Bendis effect. The, see, that's the problem. That's if there's one thing that Bendis did to completely screw up the comic book industry, it was just his head bubbles and just talking and talking and talking and talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, so <laughs> they realized, wait a minute, Bendis can tell. Bendis can write all this dialogue. Nothing ever happened. The book sold, and and he didn't have to go burn through characters and and fight scenes. It's easy to draw people just talking, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's it, that's that's the legacy Bendis has had is 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 just this constant narration, self examination, neuropathy or uh, uh, neuroticism, I guess, uh, around uh, the characters. It's like. They have powers. They have abilities. They want to do well. They have uh, uh, people that, that they're trying to stop. Go like it doesn't have to. I mean, yeah, some of that stuff makes for a more rich story, but but at some point you're it's it's like you're just watching an episode of Doctor Phil. You know, it's it's <laughs> they're just they're just talking about their feelings the whole time, and it's like oh, so that's horrible. All right, well, enough about our feelings. We we do have a, a lot of movies that I think we want to try to cover here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so let's, let's just go to the movies. All right, we have a, a couple of movies that have come out since, uh, the last we met. Uh, let's start off with No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. Uh, did anybody see that? Yeah. Yes, I did. All right. Podman Ron, you're a big Bond fan. I know you I saw it. Oh. I did not. I did not. Disappointing. All right. So, Alex, Brian, No Time to Die is talking about changing characters here. Is this the last of we're going to see of this version, this character of James Bond? Oh, yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. I mean, it's been out a few couple of weeks. He's dead. He, oh, he I didn't know that. 
Spoiler alert for me. Right. Sorry, PMR. He blew up. He's dead. <laughs> dead as the door now. <laughs> Who did? James Bond. He's dead. <laughs> oh, how'd he blow up? <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with some missiles and he went kablooey. <laughs> he went kablooey. Yeah, the, uh, it's weird. The, I'd feel pretty bad if I was Rami Malik because he had no part in this. Like, it, it, he was, it, it could have been, you know, anybody. He, he had no part whatsoever in the film. He gave, he gave a good performance. I mean, he, he did. He worked with the material what he got. I'm sure there was a bunch left in the cutting room floor, but yeah. But I bet he was, you know, I bet if you added up, he wasn't in 20 minutes of the whole film. Oh, and he was so, he was the main bad guy or supposed to be the main uh, guy? Well, counting the beginning, he probably was in, the, in at least 20 minutes. Well, you didn't that, see him in the beginning, though. Yeah. You know, you just, but uh, uh, you just saw a guy in a jacket. But uh, I went back and watched all of because the twins hadn't seen the James Bonds, um, and so we went back and watched the four pre- preceding this, and I didn't realize you know uh, Daniel Craig is was Bond longer than Pierce Brosnan was. Oh, fifteen years. So, but well, in four in five movies instead of four. Yeah. But um, it's it's interesting because I didn't realize how boring they I are. Knew, oh. Well. <laughs> I knew they the they were trying to kind of do it as sequels and have some connectivity and lead up to Spectre. Uh, but if you watch them, like, in relatively short fashion, uh, there's, like, that whole common thread about the whole thing. It's, you've got, and they, and they really kind of stick on it in this one, that it, it, it was all happening since the very start. You've got Mr. White in um, Casino Royale, uh, who... Uh, in this movie, um, or no, I'm sorry, in, in Spectre, they kept talking about uh, the pale the pale horse, I think, is what they, uh, um, but it was Mr. White again, right? And James ends up, in the in Spectre, he ends up with Mr. White's daughter, and spoiler, in this movie, you find out that they, they, they're together at the beginning, so this kind of starts the same way as Quantum of Solace, right after the end of Spectre. Uh, and then something happens. He decides he can't trust her, and they split up. And then it jumps five years. Well, then you find out he has a daughter. Oh, right. So, um, James, James, is she bisexual? So, we don't know yet. Okay, fingers crossed. Bisexual. Skyfall, remember? <laughs> oh, Sky, oh, yeah. No, no, no. She, uh, he, he said, is the daughter. The daughter. Oh, you know, we daughter. we love to make the sidekicks and daughters and sons. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but there is, it does like, you know, because you had in Casino Royale, it was Mr. White and what his game plan was. Then you find out that his game plan also involved, and you know, James like takes him in and arrests him, but he gets off. And then his his uh, plan involved the, the water um, uh, plot in Quantum of Solace. Uh, and then when you get to Skyfall, Skyfall, that storyline revolve. They t- they tie it all back together to Mister White, like all of this stuff all ties back to that one villain. So kind of he was kind of like Daniel Craig's Blofeld. Hmm. So okay. it was uh, uh it was good, uh, and, and and they I think they realized you know how badly they missed with Blofeld because they 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 quickly uh him. <laughs> they quickly killed him, got him off the table, killed him. but uh, but yeah. It was James it was, Bond survived this blow up. He no, could have survived. Pieces. You see yeah, pieces could, of him scattered. No, he could have survived, but he chose not to. He's definitely so. 
<laughs> like he's definitely dead. Like, did they show dead. his funeral or something? Oh, yeah. Well, there wasn't oh, a funeral. Yeah. You saw um, M and Penny, uh, uh, Money Penny, and Q all in M's office, and they kind of had like their own little, uh, you know, send off to him. But you didn't well, see a funeral. Well, how old James Bond be back? How old 007 be back? New actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll just over again. I don't know how Brian thought about it, but I really like. I really did love this movie. I wow. thought about it a actually. I went back after seeing it, watched all the James Bonds again, and I was like, uh, "You did too." I did too. Did you I both watched, do this? Oh my god! I watched all of them again. Now, I would place this probably. I think a lot of people would place this as the, his third best movie, but I would say it's a, his his second best. I think I'd say third, but um, it's like Casino Royale is the best. Yeah, like uh, watching yes. it again. Like uh, uh, there was a time where I was like, oh, Skyfall's the best. No, nah, Casino Royale is the best. Yeah, then it's Casino Skyfall. Royale is definitely the best. Uh, yeah, then it's Skyfall. Then it's this. Then it's um, uh, Quantum of Solace. And and then Spectre. Good uh, God, Spectre yeah. was awful. It's but um, Moonraker up there somewhere. Well, I'm just thinking about the. Uh, oh, oh, I, the I haven't Daniel seen Craig any of the. Uh, I haven't seen any of those. But you know but, what? Let, let me interrupt real quick. So I know okay. Brian, you said you went back and watched all of them as well. Let let's since Alex has as well. Let's table a deep dive into James Bond when when we can do it. Let's table that till next week, and let's devote. Right. Let's do an entire James Bond episode because That's I think going to be. because I think there's going to be enough. And let's start with the very first movie. Uh, and Podman Ron, you've seen all of them up until this one, right? The newest yep. one. Yep. So you can. I've seen Moonraker, so I can contribute Brad, on that one. You've seen more than Moonraker, have you not? That's the only one I really remember. Have you not? You need to go back and watch. There, I've not seen I, any of the Daniel Craig ones. I would. Leave. You gotta be kidding me! Oh my god. <laughs> no, they all oh, look really? horribly boring <laughs> to me. Just see Casino Royale, Skyfall, and No Time to Die. I refuse to watch any of them. I'll be honest with you. Ironically, Alex. No Time to Die, and he dies in it. Yeah, that's weird, right? You know, what's, <laughs> well, you do kind of like with No Time to Die. You got to go watch Spectre. As bad as Spectre is, watch like me. if you don't watch Spectre, you won't understand like a lot of the plot points of this. Well, that's watch the problem. Know. I don't understand any of the plot points of any James Bonds. That's why I gave up on them after For Timothy what? Dalton. There's nothing, there's nothing to them, Brad. I mean, it's just bad guy taking over the world with a blazer or a fucking ice castle. Or... Well, they, well, you know what? When they stopped having lasers and ice castles and they started getting real, making it real life. Uh, I think that was, yeah. that's, that was Living uh, Daylights. the worst was uh, Pierce Brosnan's last one where uh, he fought the person with the ice cap. So, uh, that was, oh, yeah. I have a vague. Yeah. Was that Living Daylights? All right, let's not go into it. Let's not go into it. All right, let's not go into it. I think we're no time to die. Is really interesting. It's like that they do the five year jump, and you really feel the impact that it's had on like Daniel Craig's James Bond. Like you see, it, he is very different. Like he's very quippy. He's very like humorous, and he doesn't mm. take himself very seriously. But it's endearing, and and it all culminates like. Like it all just kind of arrives when his daughter shows up, and then he like he kind of goes back into 007 mode, and he's like, "Wow, I guess." Well, he gets pulled back in, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, so really interesting because he's the complete. And I think it's more to a testament of Daniel Craig going, 
I really didn't like this role. And then apparently in this one, he's like, I fucking love filming oh, this movie. How about that? And you can, so and you can kind of tell because he's having fun. Like it, it's Spectre was terrible because it looked like he just didn't give a fuck. And that movie didn't give a fuck. Well, and he said he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, during filming. But this so. movie, like he really, I, I thought his performance was really good. And just, I, even though the villain wasn't that great, I think it didn't matter because Daniel Craig just kind of carried it on his back and just, I think a lot of that is to the credit of the script. I thought the script was great. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I know people hated the fact that they New brought Indiana her. Jones. But, man, Phoebe Waller-Bridge fucking killed it writing this script. It's really great. I mean, she's a really talented writer in the end. But, like, I think the new 007 that they introduced is really it was a really fun character. Oh, so they did introduce a new 007 at the end. Yeah, they introduced a new 007. Don't don't tell Podman Ron. He hasn't seen it yet. Don't say They tied up all of the plot plot points. Anything you think, it's like, well, whatever happened, what would happen with what's his face? It was answered. Interesting. Like they, okay. didn't like everything it. came to a head in this. So they didn't like anything. They fixed it. They were All like, right. "We get it. You didn't like it." All right. <laughs> give me give me a rating here, Alex. Um, let's. Why did I give Suicide Squad? Did I see Suicide Squad five out of five? Yeah, of course you did. Well, I'm gonna watch this movie a lot too again because I really loved it. Wow. So I'm, this one, five. <laughs> oh, I really like it. I, watch this movie oh I highly like Brian help us I really love this movie alright it, 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 it brought back it reminded me <laughs> of good action just reminded me of did y'all see that no okay reminded me what good comic book movies are this reminded me of good action movie and wow. I was happy alright right. he loves it Brian what did you think uh, I'll probably give it a four okay. I, 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 a generous four, like it's probably a three and a half if we did halfsies. So just uh, yeah. putting that out there. Okay. But, uh, but, but, uh, uh, it's, you're cutting in and out, Alex. You're sorry. moving the camera around. I said I would agree with like a halfsies, the four and a half. But since we don't, okay. I can, I get five. All right. Uh, Podman I, uh, Ron, did they convince you to go see this movie yet? Yeah, I will go see. It's always always go see James Bond movies. But I just saw uh, breaking news here, guys. Oh, tell us. Alec Baldwin killed somebody. Aww. What? Well, Alec Baldwin discharged a prop gun that killed Russ crew member on film set. Oh, well. an, an accident on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie, Rust, sent two members of the film crew to the hospital. One of them, a woman, has died. The investigator said that the prop firearm was being used during filming when it was discharged by Baldwin, hitting his director of photography, Hannah Hutchins, and director Joel Souza. Wow. That's some some good good copy there, Podman Ron. Thank you for reporting that one. So, Alec Baldwin. Are you sure it's not Adam Baldwin by any chance? No, Alec Baldwin, man. Wow. Shoots prop gun killing one <laughs> during another. That My God. All right. Well, I, woman shot dead on set of Rust. How about that? Well, you know what? It happened to Brandon Lee. It could happen to anybody, I think, at this yep. point. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for that, Podman Ron. That's no, really, no, uh, no. it's really kind of, you know, brought the podcast to a screeching halt there. But yeah. wow. I'm really, that's really sad. 
That is. Well, let's go to something happy. Let's talk about Venom. Oh, God. Did anybody see Venom? We're trying to get through these new movies. I I saw Venom. Post-credit scene. Okay, excellent. Podman Ron, Venom? I know you were trying to get me to go see it, and I I refused. I saw it. It was was pretty bad. It was like the first one, I mean. Wait, Dad, you you saw it? Yeah, so. (laughs) He says it with such disdain and regret. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like Mar and, Bri- and Brian have the same look on their face. Like I wasted so much. I know. <laughs> I cannot believe I masturbated to that. I should. I could have. I should have waited. I should have looked for five minutes more and found something better. But no, I did it. I blew my load on that like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, uh... So why was this such a disappointment, Brian? Well, partially. Uh... And it felt like uh, a Joel Schumacher production. Wow. For one, like the uh, Cletus Cassidy, Woody Harrelson was just, I mean, it was almost, it was so over the top. And it really, it really brought me back to, uh, you remember uh, the, was it the Clooney Batman? Um, Where it was uh, Poison Ivy and Bane and all that that nonsense. And they were in Arkham Asylum. That was the vibe I kept getting out of this. You know, my favorite part of that movie was when Bane's wearing the overcoat and the, and the mask with the, with, the, with the hat, trying to be in disguise, yeah. and he's wearing the mask. Oh my god! That was that was the vibe I got with all of this. And then yeah. it's weird that Shriek is in it, but they didn't. It's like they was like, well, we need to put in two people, so, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't make Shriek a symbiote. And her power is what would kill a symbiote, right? So it was like weird there. And then at the end, when they get uh, to the end, like they're they're handing Eddie Brock his ass, and uh, they get to the end, and uh, suddenly Shriek just decides there's no like there's no reasoning, there's no there's no like you know heavy handed. This is why she she just flips. She just decides she's done. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make any sense. And then suddenly she starts fighting. Oh, then, then uh, Carnage kills her, and it's like, well, what the hell happened? Like, like it, it was like, ah, nobody will notice. Like, we gotta get this, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, wrap it you up, know? people. Uh, so there's a segue for you, Brad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, I mean, what do we do? We expect any more of this? Tell us about the post credit scene that everybody was talking about. Was that the yes, best part of the movie? Post credit scene, Venom. Well, it was the best part of the movie, but you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, best, but the post credit scene, it, still, it's weird the way they did it. And I guess this was a concession because they were just just doing everything they could to include <laughs> Tom Holland in the film, right? <laughs> but they they flash and it's Eddie uh, sitting in some you know rundown hotel on the beach, and then it flashes and now it's like a five star hotel on the beach, and like he's watching the TV, and then the J. Jonas Jameson. Um, broadcast for the daily bugle comes across and it and it introduces uh tom holland it's the whole newscast about tom holland or about uh oh, Peter so, being so, spider-man and like venom is like infatuated with the idea that that spider-man's there like uh like there's some connection there but bisexual but, connection mm, but there's not really a reason why right sexual mm-hmm. so uh so wait so there's a, a like a uh multiverse jump is that what you're telling me there's like a multiverse jump. So the oh, assumption okay. is after um, Doctor Strange or Mephisto, 
depending on what you believe, mm-hmm. uh, casts the, the spell, you know, that, that, that Peter screws up, that, that merged That's the universe. Okay. Yeah, and he's watching TV, and boom, the TV switches, and the hotel switches and everything to where it's the broadcast around. Gotcha. That's kind of interesting. Peter. So. You know what? I, I still don't understand. I mean, yeah, that's interesting, I guess, but I never understood why they couldn't just make the Venom in the Spider-Man universe with the Marvel stuff. I mean, yeah, money. Just, <laughs> well, no, 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 just no. not run into each other. Right. right. I mean, well, who's in like San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. Peter's in New York. Like, there's right. no. Yeah. That, well, you know, I mean, in the comic book, they used to do it all the time. I mean, he never, you know, he would just have his own gallery of uh, robes, you know? I mean, so. Again, why does, money. Why do they have to, to do any of that? I mean, that just makes no fucking sense. You know, or, make it so convoluted like that. Or, when well, Tom Holland keeps saying that, like, this Spider Man 3 is like the end of the trilogy. Like right. so, well, and 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 that's probably the the whole. Hey, you know, I'm getting a fat contract to come back for more Spider-Man <laughs> well, appearances. You know, too, but but you gotta think it's also. I think uh, he's doing that, and you're right. He's being all dramatic and stuff. But I think it's the end of this high school trilogy. I think now we're going to go into Peter Parker's older life when he's either you know in college where he meets you know Gwen Stacy because he met Gwen Stacy in college. He met Harry Osborn in college in the comic book. So now you're going to have this new group of friends that I believe he's going to meet. Mm. Um, and that's, maybe, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe um, just maybe Spider-Man won't have to be like, I don't know, a multiversal superhero. Like now see what I, I don't think, uh, well, that, I, I think PMR is wrong. I think you, you're hitting the nail on the head, Alex. I think what you're going to get is, um, uh, he, the big the backdrop of Spider-Man being the Fantastic Four by and large, I think it's going to be that's what you're going to have. You're going to have symbiote. You're going to have because uh, the guy that's that's done the the Spider-Man movies is doing Fantastic Four, right? Uh, Peter is is the de facto Tony Stark since Tony's dead. You've got Reed Richards. You've got a symbiote in play and aliens in play with the symbiote. Uh, yeah, I think I think what the backdrop is going to be him and the Fantastic Four, at least for one movie, if not multiple. I, I think, think you're going you're gonna to have Johnny Storm return, you know, as a recurring character. I mm. think that'd be great, but honest to God, I'll, I, I think the best thing that... I think Sony and Marvel both know this, because there's so much chatter about it. I think the best thing for this character, especially with John Watts going to Fantastic Four, is get a new creative team behind it, keep Tom Holland, but make these stories smaller. Like, this is Spider-Man. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm really sick of, like, Avengers. Like, I'd be fine if Johnny Storm showed up. I think that'd be fun. But, like, I kind of just want to see Spider-Man fight, like, the chameleon. I, I could watch yeah. that. I could, well, uh, well-written, I could do two hours of it. Scorpion. Just something. Or do, something. Uh, you know, uh, the Craven's uh, uh, Last Hunt. Yeah, just do something smaller. Like, I don't need Spider-Man yeah. I don't I'll, need multiple Spider-Man. I just I'll, need Peter sorry. just doing his thing. No, go ahead. I'll give you counterpoint to that. So, like, you say all that, Alex, but the Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, wearing a Fantastic Four costume and a bag over his That head, would be funny. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Would be. You can make a whole movie around that. I'm oh, okay. yeah. But, like, I think that that's that's a great... I, I love the visual of that, and I love seeing it, but, like, I don't need, like, 
the Fantastic Four being in the final battle with Spidey or like having like 30 minutes of screen time. I don't need that. I just need them to like be like, hey, here's your suit. I would love like uh, a more a more Lun movie, like just Spider Man getting his ass beat for like 36 hours and like trying to think on the go how to beat the villain. That's like my favorite Spider Man book, and that'd be so kick ass. Like that's a cinematic Spider Man story. But we're never going to get it because we have the Avengers to play with. But that's just what I would do. That's how I think. I well, think the smaller the story, if you if you decrease the size of your story, you're left with – and you're forced to be more creative with how you do it. And just being like, we have this big sandbox. Yeah, but you're not creative with it. You're just being like, here's Doctor Strange. Here's Tony Stark. Let's mm -hmm. dim it down and let's – really try to put our creative brain to work and find something interesting to say that's too instead difficult of just like, i know but it's what i want you're, you'll never have it superheroes love to sit around and talk about their feelings you're never going to have what that what you want there well, that's fine i like superheroes sitting around talking about their feelings oh, i hate superheroes oh, talking about their feelings me too jesus i God. love just superheroes talking about their feelings i just want them to fight the super villains but you know no. god, god forbid can't do this that is great it, it's my favorite panel of Spider-Man. It's my favorite is when it's during this more Lund series where he's like just being his ass kicked for like five issues and it's all take place over like 24 hours. And there's this moment where Peter has the chance to like take a breath and he sits on a rooftop and he just like prays to God. And he's like, I don't really believe in you, but I'm getting my ass handed to me right now. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of getting my ass handed to me. I just want to go home. I want to sleep. I want to take a fucking break. And it's, and God said, "Nope." When you saw that, Excelsior! God said, "God said, son, I was carrying you at that time when you saw one set of footprints." You saw one set of footprints. <laughs> when you when you had one set of webs hanging there, <laughs> I was hanging on your back when you were swinging through New York City. At any rate, well, this is a fantastic Venom 2 review. So, <laughs> uh, Podman Ron, what do you give Venom 2? I give it a 2. All right. I'll give it a 2 with the 2. Brian. 2. Alex, do you ever want to see this movie? No, I give it Me a neither. 0 and I haven't seen it. All I, right. I, I literally just leaked, I just watched the leaked post credit scene. That's all I did. Excellent. Well, I will go back and watch. I will try to find that leaked post credit scene. Brian has piqued my it's interest. All over YouTube. It's like all over YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's how much I didn't care about. I, I don't even want to look it up on YouTube. But now that Brian talked about the the flash and or uh, the time jump or whatever location jump, that's kind of interesting. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, just because Halloween's right around the corner, uh, Halloween Kills premiere. On uh, in theaters and on Peacock uh, Plus or whatever uh, this past week, uh, I, I'm the only one that really likes Halloween stuff or horror movies. Maybe Alex, you're already shaking your head. You could care less. I, I could care. I I think this is a flop from the minute it was announced. Ouch! Wow. Even I though I wanted to watch it, but I was going to ask you, Brad. Like, uh, what is the? Because I I don't want to watch some of these Halloween movies, but if I go back and I watch Halloween one. Yeah. Then I jumped to Halloween 2016 18, or 18? 18, I think, yeah. And then yeah. Halloween Kills. Yeah. That's, that's all I need, need to watch. Do. That's all you need to do. <laughs> and then whatever the next movie is going to be is the Halloween is the Dies crescendo. or something. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Halloween that's all 1, you need to do. Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and whatever the next one is. That's the. That's the it. actual Laurie Strode trilogy, I guess. Yes, the <laughs> quadrilogy. Yeah, I mean, again, in Podman Ron, you have no desire to see it. No. 
All right. Well, we won't spend time on it, but it was it was interesting. People were divisive that it was, you know, again, you get all these uh, horror nerds are as bad as comic book nerds and are get very offended when you change some of the characters and stuff like that. One of the things that somebody said that I thought was pretty interesting is they said it was like uh, what was the Last Jedi? What was the second? Was Last, Last Jedi uh, the second one? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was a little bit like that, where in Last Jedi, when they say, oh, yeah, Ray, you're not special. Your parents were a bunch of nobodies, you know, and, and you're nothing, mm-hmm. or whatever. It kind of did that, that with Laurie Strode. They were like, oh, yeah, he wasn't really after you all this time, Laurie Strode. He just wanted to get back to his house or something like that. <laughs> so in that sense, it's like, well, that's stupid. Uh, but mm-hmm. maybe they make up for it. Uh, everybody, Podman's favorite... Um, Oh shit! I can't. Even, Danny McBride, uh, yeah, Danny, Danny McBride, McBride, yeah, uh, is one of the writers, producers of it, and I believe writer. Uh, so we all love him. We got to trust in Danny McBride a little bit in it. Um, we don't love him as a writer, though. We, I mean, he's a fucking actor. So we just love him writer. playing a redneck. I feel yeah, we just love him reading other people's lines. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, a couple of things that were good in this. So if you do go back and watch the original 78 or whatever Halloween movie, Brian, um, the, uh, they brought back some characters and some yeah, actors was, from it. So that was kind yeah, of that fun. That was what I wanted to, that's why I wanted to loop back is cause yeah, they brought back characters from the previous film. Right. Yeah. So the little boy and little girl that Laurie Strode was babysitting at the end of Halloween or at Halloween, they both come back. The, the same actress plays, plays her, her mm-hmm. character. Uh, but instead of uh, Tommy being played by whoever it was, uh, they brought back uh, good old. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blinking on names. Rusty from <laughs> Rusty from uh, uh, Vacation. Oh, Anthony Michael. Anthony Hall. Michael Hall. Yeah, so he 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 chews up a shitload of scenery in this. Jason Lively. Jason Lively Jason does not Lively. make it in here. Oh, I thought, that's not that rusty. rusty. That's He'll not. That's no one's rusty. rusty. That is no one's rusty. God. <laughs> uh, so it was fun that they brought those characters back and stuff like that. And I guess, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, a quick tie-in, if you did want to go back and watch some of those older movies, I think it's in number five, maybe, or so, where Paul Rudd, Yep, is in it, and he plays t- the character of Tommy. So it would have been fantastic to have Paul Rudd in this Halloween movie playing oh, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, but no, they Tommy. instead it was Michael Anthony Hall. I'm sure they offered it to him. Yeah, I'm sure. but he was like, no. <laughs> I mean, for the amount of scenery that they got for uh, Rusty there, I mean, Paul Rudd would have been fantastic in it. So Absolutely. yeah. Uh, a lot of good kills, special effects, uh, splatter, and all that stuff was pretty brutal. Enough to where, you know, I've watched with my kids. I've watched the first and second one and part of the fourth one. Uh, but I'm not going to let them watch this one. There, there's some pretty brutal stuff happening in it. So horror fan-wise, that was good. They watched Halloween 2 when it was the whole TV channel thing? Or was that three? No, that was three. That was three. That was three, Season okay. No, they, they said they wanted to skip that since Michael Myers isn't in it. But... I do yeah, have. Yeah, that's cool. It's got the you know Shamrock uh, Mask Company. Yeah, the Silver Shamrock, and they those masks yeah. make an appearance in this movie and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of good fan Was service like that eight happens. Eight more days till Halloween. That's Halloween. it. You remember it. Very good. Uh, you know the funny thing is, and Brian, you probably go through this if you're if you expose your young children to horror movies like I do. 
uh, you know, you go back to like, hey, we're going to watch the original Friday the 13th. And you watch it, and they're like, why, why is that my guy moving so slow? Uh, that, oh, yeah. I could outrun that guy. I mean, there's no fear in those movies or whatsoever. Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, when he's walking oh, down the alley, yeah. and he's scraping the claws down both sides. Right. It's like, clearly that's just broomsticks in his sleeves. <laughs> right. like that kind yeah, of thing. so yeah. kids uh, nowadays are too savvy for 1978 uh, horror movies, and they are not scary whatsoever, sadly yeah, It's funny, Jonah has been all about him this year. Joshua's like, nope, and he'll just walk away. I'm not watching it. Nope. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, so I would say it's uh, three. It was a fun time. It's worth watching. I'll, I may watch it again just to see the kills. But uh, yeah, if you're not into it, you're not into it. All right, let's go quickly to <laughs> yes. Anybody else have movies? Nope. Well, I've got Val. All right. Well, let's say let's say Val for what you're looking at. If we can get to that. Okay. Real quick. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What? TVs. What's <laughs> on TV? Well, uh, somebody in the green room had mentioned the ending of "What If," the the, the divisive, <laughs> the divisive it show of "What If." It went out with a sputter. All right, like so it came in with a sputter. I like the two part. So uh, I liked it. I like the first part of the two part, and then the second part. I was like, "This is boring. all right." Podman Ron, because I know you'll do. You can do it succinctly. Tell it. Give us a really quick recap of this two part ending of What If. Um, it was basically what if Ultron succeeded in getting into the Vision's body, um, and he ends up destroying all life on Earth, and then he destroys all life in the universe, and then. You know, because his programming is to destroy life, he's seeking out life somewhere else, and he sees the Watcher, and he realizes, hey, there's other multiverse, there's other places I can go to. So right. he starts going and destroying other places, and, well, before he does that, I'm sorry, uh, Watcher pulls together a team of... A ragtag uh, team? A ragtag team okay. of every uh, hero... That was in each episode throughout the season. The what if? So oh, you know, okay. you had you had uh, T'Challa from the Guardians Star of the Lord, Galaxy yeah. episode. You had uh, the the Thor from his episode. You, you had all these uh, Captain Carter. Captain Carter. It was. I, I like That's kind that. of cute. I like that. I like that, called, I like that idea. Called, they they called themselves the Guardians of the Multiverse, and it was a it was a cool idea, and. I, I liked it. I, I thought it ended on a strong note. So I, I like the way they pulled it all together. So All right. I like that idea, concept. Brian did nothing for you, though. No, no. I, <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I haven't even watched the last episode. I got. I can't get through the second to last episode. Like, it, I really like that one. It, <laughs> as, as uh, you know, when they put um, What's-His-Face-Is-Ultron, um, what the hell is his name? Ross Marquand. No, no, no! Like before, like in the in in Age of Ultron, the movie. Spader. Yeah, James Spader. That was a weird oh, oh, casting oh, okay. to begin with. Yeah, and now it's even weirder because the guy's like trying to do a poor impression of somebody that probably shouldn't have been cast as Ultron to begin with. Oh, okay. Like, so his dialogue is just like, oh god, it's so Robert California. It's yeah. Cool. It's it's so bad. I, I I still haven't gotten through it. It's like I'll pause it, walk away, do something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I never finished. It's only like it. twenty minutes. I mean, come on. And, and he sounds like me. And then I'm like in the kitchen, like 
you know, cleaning up the refrigerator. It's, it, yeah, it's, so I haven't made it to the last episode. At some point, I'll, I'll be caffeinated enough, I guess, to finish it, but that has not happened so far. So, Alex. Uh, I like, I think it's, I think the second to last episode is actually my favorite, which is funny. The voice acting, I'll agree, is bad. Like, I don't know what they were trying to, what direction they were like. They were like, can you do almost James Spader? <laughs> and he was like, I can do almost. Yeah, I can, I can, I can do, do almost. Almost, <laughs> almost James Spader. Like, it's just like, it was like, how much does James Spader cost anyway? Like, <laughs> was he really, There's one episode. Was he that expensive? Because they get? got a lot of other people back, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, but I mean, they had Lake Bell does a really good Scarlett Johansson. I mean, so that's really cool. And honestly, the banter between honest, honest to God, this is the best. These twenty minutes of animated television is the best Hawkeye's been in the MCU by far. He's actually wow. funny, and he he like has like emotions, and it's great. Is Jeremy uh, is Jeremy Renner voice? Yeah, on? he is. Yeah, and he has yeah. emotions. Yeah, and huh. it really, it really actually went over well. Who'd have thought? But, and I think the, the fight between the Watcher and Ultron's pretty cool. So that whole episode's great. And then the, you get to the next episode, and it's like, oh, they're coming together. But it's just like, it feels so disconnected at that point because from the rest of the MCU, because these characters are doing these ginormous feats that you're like. Well, my Doctor Strange can't do this. My Star Lord can't do this. This is lame. Now I have to go back to these shitty versions of these characters. Ah, and it's interesting. like, I feel like it kind of underwhelmed the rest of the MCU, which is weird because it feels like a show that's supposed to be like, oh, these are just quirky adventures. But like, T'Challa's Star Lord is a way better Star Lord than Peter Quill. Like, T'Challa's wow. way better. He's like a perfect, like, he's awesome. And honest, and Captain Carter is pretty great as Captain America. Not better, but like, hey Siri, she's pretty stellar too. So it's like, I don't understand what, like, I just kind of feel like I'm going to go back to the MCU and be like, well, my characters suck, and I don't really like those characters anyway. But well, like, now your now your MCU is Shang Chi and the Eternals. So yeah, get ready to suck. Anyway, <laughs> uh, can I make a point yes. about what uh, Alex said? I feel like they didn't when they asked him, "Hey, can you do James Spader?" He just said, "No, no, I can't." Well, here's five million dollars. Can you do James Spader now? I can try. I mean, I'll I'll try. Like, but but yeah, he he sounded nothing like James Spader, and and like, but he the inflection. It's like the weird inflection, you know, because James Spader's kind of monotone, but then has a little weird inflection sometimes. It's like he nailed the monotone. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, it's like, like, wow! I'll have to like check this out. Percent of the way there, but his voice isn't deep enough. It's just really odd. It's so it's so just confusing yeah, and distracting. The entire it's really bad. so. So they kind of set uh, set us up here. It sounds like that all these different what if stories that we thought were one offs. <laughs> now all of a sudden they brought them all together. Is that? I mean, how do you feel about that? Should you know, they've kind of created now the guardians of the multiverse, you said. So Yeah, but you're never gonna see them again. Or like, will you? Is that are they going to appear, you know, in next season's what if somewhere along the line? You know what I, I mean? Think said that they won't do that, which I'm glad. I I think the only story they're gonna continue is Captain wow. Carter's, which is fine. I mean that's just a beat for beat remake of the Captain America movies, but whatever. All right. Uh but you know, I realized what it is. 
It's it's their Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it is. They they're like, oh well, we've got Captain Carter. She's set in the backdrop of World War II. That's good. She's yeah. super strong. She's got a shield. She's super our hot. Yeah, and and she's already been like heavily rumored to appear in Doctor Strange so. in the Multiverse of Madness. So it's like I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be I'm okay, okay with that. I'll see I'm her anytime. I'm not mad about it, but I'm like. Who really, like at the end of the day, I don't really care to see any of these characters again. They're <laughs> they're fun epi- like they're fun episodes. They should just be one off and that's it. One and done. Yeah, I just don't really get All right. a rat's ass. I mean, it was fun to it was fun to go through the season and not have something like to like really be like excited for in the next week, just to know I have something to watch, I guess was enough for me to be like, All right, but at the end of the day, it's it's fine. It was pretty underwhelming as a show. The animation got worse every episode. <laughs> I and couldn't get past that. I couldn't get past I, the animation for some reason. Well, it only gets worse. <laughs> I had, uh, and this is a, a, like a sidebar to an extent, but you know, I was thinking about the, um, and I guess this uh, occurred to me while I was watching the Wakanda episode with uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan. What's his character? Killmonger. Yeah. Um, you know, when Killmonger killed Claw, uh, we're, get, we're getting Black Panther 2 and we haven't really said who the villain is right we've said Killmonger's coming back the villain could be Claw you know we talked about in the you know, last podcast about Marvel killing but you know Claw right. was, was just energy in a shell at that point you know so they could still say well that's Claw Claw's just, a, just an energy being inside a vibranium you know armor or a vibranium shell but you could make it. Wait, you are you talking about it. the movie or the what if now? The movie, the movie. Well, I thought Andy Circus was Claw. Andy Circus was Claw, but uh, he killed him. Right. Uh, Killmonger killed him. Right. But you could bring Claw, Ulysses Claw, back as the true like vibranium armor suit with oh, Claw. Okay. You know, Claw's energy inside it because that's what Claw was. Claw was an I energy contained. Claw was energy contained in a vibranium suit. Even back in the Fantastic Four days? Uh, I thought he was just yeah. a goofy pink and red guy, guy in a pink nope. and red outfit. Purple no, yeah, he was So you could you could technically bring him back if they wanted to. So. And everyone would go, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Alfred's, fucking Alfred's a bad guy now. Well, he's a good guy, he's a bad guy. Like but at that point, you just have to do voiceover, though. So, yeah. Does well. anyone realize that, like, Michael B. Jordan's plan in that six episode of What If is like, it's the exact same. It's pretty. It's just more complicated. It's just a way more complicated plan. It's the the same thing happens except that Black Panther's dead already. So yeah, the same thing for in the movie that was his plan yeah, from the movie. Same, oh, okay. It's the exact same plan. He's just like, I just need to kill Claw and go to Wakanda. Oh, okay. How it ends. And it's just like, wow, what a waste of time. I knew how this, well, I knew how this played out. <laughs> I saw this. Well, it seems like what if in general seems to be a waste of time. I don't know. But I do, I am intrigued now. I do want to listen to Ultron's voice now. You guys would be quite curious. I mean, I would just look up the Watcher and Ultron fight. It, that's pretty entertaining. I'm going to be like, busy on YouTube tonight. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. up the post credit scene from Venom and <laughs> fight scene from between Watcher and Ultron. Pun Man Ryan, uh, was the uh, what if a waste of time in general? Yeah, it was a waste. It, it, it wasn't a waste of time, but I wouldn't recommend. You don't have to watch it. If you're intrigued, you have to watch it. Watch it. 
Podman Ron. If what are you? What? <laughs> What if? Is it worth a watch for me to go back and watch these things? Yes or no? I think so, yeah. I like them. I like them a lot. All right, wow. Five out of five. Five out of five. five. Well, speaking of people being forced to do things, has anybody watched Squid Game? Yeah. I watched one episode. That was enough. I finished it. I watched it. Yeah, Brian? I haven't watched it yet. No? I finished it. We've got some. Uh, we got some, some family to do. in town. Oh, that's There's, right. Uh, some stuff I can't probably watch on the big screen. Like, right. uh, but I, I will watch it. Sometime. All right. I thought it was enjoyable. Podman Ron, you could care less about it. No, it was kind of dumb, and I I hated the dub voices, and I'm well, not gonna. Then just read the subtitles. I'm not gonna fucking read the. Are you subtitles. crazy? The hell's wrong with you, Alex? I'm not gonna. Re- I don't want to see pictures with book. words. No. Why would I want to do that? I watched it with subtitles. And it's I, like I, a moving comic book, Ron. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, maybe that works. Uh, Alex, what did you think of the series as a whole? I think it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. Yeah, I, I don't understand why it's as blown out as it is. I don't. That's what I was about to way. say. I mean, I'm like, fine. It was fun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like Running Man and Hunger Games and Battle Royale. Did I mean, it all better. No, I mean, I thought they, again, it was done pretty well and everything, and the characters were... It's a pretty show. Yeah. It's a really pretty show. I thought they did well fleshing out the characters. They were most, you know, the main characters had a few dimensions to them and stuff like that, and you kind of cared about them. Uh, But But, yeah, I don't know why it's taken taken the world by storm that people love it. I think it's just the... I would assume the thing that's taken the dumb audience that we have in this in this world is that it's a bunch of like childhood games like reimagined uh, maybe stuff. yeah i think that's probably and that's a, that's an intriguing premise like the whole red light green light is really fun to watch yeah yeah it's really fucking brutal and super cool but other than that i don't think there was a game that really intrigued me maybe the tug of war but that was pretty much it yeah i feel like uh, some of this stuff is it's it hits the zeitgeist you know uh but it's not new material. It's we've yeah. all known these concepts for years, and somebody kind of bastardizes it, you know, twenty years later, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is amazing!" It's right, like, right. like you said, like, yeah. did did nobody watch Battle Royale? Like, like, th- yeah, this is you know, has nobody watched the Hunger Games? Like, uh, like, but it, so, it's, I think it's done better than a lot of stuff. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, it's, it is the Hunger Games. It's done better. I like this more than the Hunger Games, but. I would also think it has to. It goes to show just how weak uh, uh, network television is right now. That <laughs> <laughs> this is a big hit. That this is such a huge hit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's probably, and I think Brad could probably agree with it. Is that after Parasite won Best Picture, I feel like audiences and that kind of like blew up, and more people watched it than I think they expected. I think audiences were like, "Oh, subtitles really aren't that big of a deal." They are. It's really not that hard to sit through subtitles. And I think now we've gotten a modern exposure to like international film and TV right. that we never had before, as long, along with a zeitgeist. So the combination of those two things are like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Let's just watch. I mean, well, I think, and people are starved for, for <laughs> entertainment. So yeah. it's like, they're like, they'll make the concession. Well, you know, 
Uh, we're not getting a ton of stuff right now. I better appreciate what I got. If I got to read something to be entertained, I'll read it to be entertained. Yeah, so, yeah. People love Korean movies, thanks to Parasite. I ain't I mean, mad about I it. Really I would not watch the dub of this. I watched like one clip, and it, it just the dialogue just does not match up. Yeah, they've, they've spent, they, yeah, the people have thing. said just how bad the dialogue is on this, like the the dubbing and everything. So Yeah, it just does not add up for translation. Yeah, good enough. Good enough. All right, I still recommend... Uh, go watch uh, the host. We we rewatched that on uh, Amazon. I've Prime. watched the host. Yeah, there you go. Good monster movie. It's a good monster movie. Korean I watched monster mod- movie. I watched Modern Love on Amazon Prime. That does not count as a Korean horror movie. I don't think. It's great. All right, <laughs> fine. Did you watch Annette yet? No, I haven't God got a chance. Damn you, Alex. Sorry. I mean, you're the only one that will watch that. So I need you to watch it. I'll sit down and watch it this weekend. I'll, I'll make people watch it with me. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a Squid Game. I would say, Podman Ron, give it a watch. Give it a watch. Brian, I hope you get to watch it as soon as those pestering ant flow leaves the house. And, but uh, don't force yourself to watch it. <laughs> I would I say go ahead and force yourself to watch it. I mean, again, it's not fantastic, <laughs> but it's entertaining, and it was only five episodes, I think, five so, or six. So, that's so, easy. So it's, it's a pretty... Goes down pretty quickly. Yeah, he's uh, and it's got a cute little old man in there, Podman Ron. You should love that because you I love cute little old, old people. I do, but you know, it just didn't do. I don't see the fascination. It was terribly dubbed, and it was just dumb. I mean, well, so what's the, what's the, the ship... man care about getting his debt paid off? He's old. He'll be dead soon. Yeah, he'll be no, dead. He, he, he likes dead? playing the games. That's the, his whole plot. Is that yeah, he just he, likes playing the games. Crazy old man. It, remi- it reminds him of his childhood. I'm glad like, he died. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's so stupid. I, no, uh, it's not bad. That's not bad. It's not, I, yeah. For like a secondary character who doesn't get much development, it's kind of, it's kind of right. Right. That's why. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. And it's, we've watched worse things, right? It's you sat through Venom. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's. Uh, oh my gosh, we're at the two hour mark here. I know. All right. Let's go to what you're looking at and try to go through these quickly here. What you looking at? All right, Brian Val. You watched the documentary Val. about Val Kilmer on Netflix or uh, uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime, rather. I'm sorry. Uh, and I feel like Val is what Kid Ninety kind of promised to be, right? Who's Kid Ninety? Kid ninety wasn't that the the uh, the um, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Soleil Moon Fry right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> Val, it's very similar. Val Kilmer had a video camera, uh, and like so, when he was a kid, he grew up in like the valley. His dad was like a land developer. He had a brother, uh, and they had video. They had like reel to reels, like a uh, um, and they would video. So they had a lot of footage when he was a kid. When he got into acting. Uh, he went to Juilliard. He was like one of the, I think he was the youngest person, the youngest uh, um, person ever admitted to Juilliard. And he went to Juilliard. He, um, and then he comes out uh, and, and he starts landing movie roles. But he had a video camera. And so he would take, th- this is actual behind the scenes okay. footage of all these different films that he was on and him growing up and, and actors he knew and that sort of thing. So he's got behind the scenes footage of when he, when he was doing Top Gun, when he was doing. Um, Real Genius. Uh, real genius when he was doing uh batman right when he was batman and when he did the island of dr moreau Mm. right and so so well that's what that makes it that's what makes it great 
So uh, and you kind of you go back, you're like, man, I kind of uh, you kind of forget what a, like a, he really had kind of like a storied sort of career. Yeah. You know, he was he was Batman, he was Doc Holliday, you know, he was Iceman yeah. and Top Gun, he was uh, um, the Saint, but so it's uh it's it's really good and it's him talking about stuff and, it, and it's it's him talking about getting sick it's him going to conventions it, he goes to um there's like a uh uh like a wild west days um i think in wyoming and like it's this old like uh you know um uh western town and uh so they it's kind of like you're going into like uh uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina. Like it's like you're going back in time. Everybody that's there is, is dressed and they're acting like they're it's back in the old west. And then they watch Tombstone, right that night. So he goes to that. He went to that as a convention. Uh, and so he's meeting all these people and he's kind of and it, and it kind of talks about you know he wears all this weird jewelry and everything. Right. Um, now that he didn't before, it, it was his mom's jewelry. She like she when uh, when his dad and his mom divorced, she moved to like Arizona, and so she she like had all this like southwestern looking jewelry and everything, like the the um you know like the uh, the blue what's it uh, Turqu- turquoise turquoise sort of jewelry. Well, like you realize you know he's wearing all this crap the whole time, and you're like, how does he dress like that? Well, you realize it's his mom's jewelry, and so when she died, she was like such a huge part of his life like that he wears that stuff to kind of feel connected to her so that's so that was pretty cool the um i feel bad for making fun of him now i know i know the uh it goes into uh you know all the different roles and then it's like man this is really enjoyable then it gets into the island of dr moreau and it's him and uh david uh felways who plays um lupin in the harry potter movies (laughs) <laughs> they were both in the movie right and marlon brando was in the movie and it's got footage of him talking to brando oh nice and it's got footage of uh, you know it's got like they confront the the stunt double because the the director um couldn't get along with brando so he started just putting a stunt double in and that's what brando started wearing that white face paint because it wasn't brando like they just put some of the end and so like they're talking to him they're like so brando's not going to be here today like and so and there's parts where they're challenging the director and fighting with the director. So you heard, you know, in the '90s, this was a huge like the, the 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 movie was such a flop and there was all sorts of problems on the set. Well, he actually he actually documented them. You've got video of, of all oh, the, wow. the crap that went down during the filming. So um, yeah, it's it's a very good movie. It's uh it's very interesting and and it. it it's not only is it him and kind of like what his career was you get like these little like time capsules of all the movies he was in which were all huge huge movies you know um it it goes into the batman stuff he talks about you know uh it's every kid's dream to be batman but it's not every it's not every kid's dream to play batman he was like (laughs) i was just a prop he goes i couldn't move in the suit like (laughs) so he's like so i'm just standing there while jim carrey danced around me and, and and just chewed scenery. He goes, you could have put anybody in that suit and had him stand there. Oh, so uh, that and it talks about that's why he didn't come back. And then when he didn't come back, he kind of got labeled as, as difficult to work with. And it's like, no, like, so it's it's a really it's really uh, enjoyable to watch. It's wow. it's a very good film. Um, I don't know. I've so. watched that. That sounds pretty good, actually. All right, I, I, I you sold me on it too. I, it's yeah. been on my. Uh, my list for a while, but I just haven't. Because I really like it. that 
the the moon fry one, like you just said, Brian. That I, that's kind of what I expected to see out of that, and I did. So this one sounds. Yeah, this seems like, like what what, what that was promising to be. So. Oh, and then it goes into this whole. He did this one man show before he started to get sick. He did this whole one man show about being Mark Twain, and uh, they were gonna put it on Broadway. Like he did it for like a year or so, and they were gonna put it on Broadway, and that's when he got diagnosed. Oh. But uh, but his Mark Twain was re- was really re- the Mark Twain stuff was really cool, and he like did that all himself. He he wrote it, like yeah. created it, all that sort of stuff, and it was starting to get really really big when he got sick. So, all right, new love for uh, for a good old Val there. Um, yeah, I will. I definitely will check that out. And, and Alex, you should too, on Amazon Prime idea. right after you watch Annette. Uh, Podman Ron, you've you've been uh, watching The Wire, I know. Have you gotten through The Wire yet? Uh, no, I'm on season three. Just what? started it. You're on season three already? Yeah. Uh, you know, Ron, I mean, you you're, you you get some good uh, good shows, and this is good. It's just very slow. The first season like didn't get good until like I don't know like hey, episode eight. <laughs> Kima got shot, and and then season two started out to me strong, but just fucking it it, it went in so many different directions, and there were so many s- subplots going on that, and it never really came together at the end, and just fucking just went everywhere, and just like I've never seen a show that all the subplots just didn't wrap up they just went the fuck everywhere which honestly is like what really happens in these investigations so i mean it is true to life but who wants to fucking watch true to life no one and uh so far season three although i'm only on like episode three or four it is by far to me the strongest it, it just it, it started out strong the characters they're more more developed they're more together already it seems like season two took forever to get the you know the main character with the rest of the team i mean which was kind of weird so um but yeah i'm enjoying season three a lot better but i honestly i don't know how anybody ever got out of season one or two of those i mean it was just very very slow to me but see that's the thing is like once once you've got the characters on lock you appreciate it it more you're right. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you, but it takes forever to get them on lock. I mean, but it's like, oh my god. If you went through and watched this, like if you literally watched all five seasons, get to the end and go, I'm going to watch episode one again. Just, I'm just yeah. going to sit down uh, and watch could, episode. Yeah. If you watch when you watch, by the time you're done with episode one, you're going to be like, oh shit, I got to watch this whole thing over again. And I get it, but I probably will never do that. Um, well, just do that for when you get to the end. Just watch episode one. I will say, like like you said, it's like a you know smorgasbord of uh, popular actors today. You know that's in it. Lance Reddick. I mean, um, Dominic West. I don't really know what he's been in, but he looks familiar to me, so I'm sure he's been in some other stuff. There's just a shitload of actors and actresses that all near. Um, you know, uh, is it Amy Ryan who was in the office? Yeah. Steve Carell. She was in it. Um, I love Omar. He's my favorite so far. He's he's fantastic. Um, I don't know. Oh just, shit! It's Omar. Yeah. Oh man, he's great. Um, but yeah, it moves a Michael B. Slow. Jordan, Idris Elba. 
Idris Elba, of course, he's awesome. But what Michael B. Jordan play in it? He was in the first season. He um, was uh, one uh, like at, at the uh, uh, what was the uh, where they were selling uh, dope? Uh, the low rises. He was in the low rises. He was one of the kids. Okay, I mean it's it just moves so slow, especially this first two seasons. But I really, I I really starting to like the, the, the third season. So it's just funny how like we're we're at the the transition here of cell phones. From. So they're on payphones this first season, and that's like a, that's what the wire is. They're tapping these payphones, ah. but now, but now they're in in the second season. They started into cell phones, mm-hmm. and uh, what's so funny is like at one point towards the end of the second season, they they're watching the bad guy type on something, and he's like, "What's he doing?" And the guy goes, "Oh, that's texting. He's texting somebody." That's a new- <laughs> he goes. My daughter does that. They, she loves that. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, were we in, in that time where texting was just like a, a thing back then, you know? I mean, which we were, but, you know, I started thinking, God, when did I start texting? I mean, what year was that when that was the <laughs> – that came around. But, I mean – The year of your first so text. I, but it was so funny because, I mean, this show takes place, starts off in, like, 2002. So this episode was in 2003. So – but it was just funny to him say, "Yeah, that's that's uh, texting. My my daughter does that. Like it was some ooh, whoa, what is that? What's he doing there?" So yeah, it's I'm gonna stick with it. Um, like I said, because season three is so strong and the characters are are, are very likable. But it uh, it was a it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, that's just that's just how. That's just how it is. Um, yeah, it's just I've, how it is. I've watched The Wire three times through. Wow. I think yeah, it is the only thing. show I've ever done that with. Just five so. is the only show I've done that with. Uh, the Office is the only times. show I've done that with. Oh, yeah. I can say The Office, too. And Seinfeld. I probably watch Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, that's what I'm looking at is Seinfeld. And uh, I'm actually restarted Community the other day. Yeah. Watching community. I like community. I, I did that one uh, like a year ago, and I don't think I can do that again. But Can't do Seinfeld, again. I'm I'm on Seinfeld again. Also, that's my that's my going to sleep show yep. at night. Seinfeld put you, right now. Put you right to sleep. Uh, and then Star Girl, you're watching Star Girl. I am. That's a really good show. I I, I mean, I, I started back on it. Um, of all the uh, other than the Lois and Clark show. Uh, Lois and the Superman show. This Star Girl still holds up. It's, it's kind of a fun show. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, yeah, I guess I, I put that down. I guess I didn't really have much to go with. <laughs> okay, it was really Except good. That, I really like it. That's good. It's a good show. All I right. did one of my old Flash reviews on it, I guess. It's yeah, good. it's good. Like it. It's good. I like the acting, I like directing, I like everything. All right. Well, let's try to wrap this two-hour extravaganza up. And we do have a few things coming up here. Uh, some people may actually watch Dune. Uh, some people may watch some Eternals. Yeah, I'll see that. You'll see that, Brian. Are you? I know, uh, Alex. You will go see Eternals, right? I will go see Eternals, Brian. I'll go see it, but, uh, <laughs> but I, won't I, I do not have high hopes for this film. Well, people are saying it's very cinematic and gorgeous. I will uh, 
have to reserve my opinion until sometime in the future. I think you know I have I still haven't watched Black Widow, uh, and it's it's on you know it's free on uh, Disney Plus now. It's like uh, I could care less about that. You know, so. I, a couple of times I've been like, you know what, I really want to watch that movie again, and then I think, uh... <laughs> let me watch Seinfeld. Let me put, let Jerry like put so me to sleep. Uh, yeah. All right, so we got a few oh, things coming up here in the future. Yeah, yeah we we got some stuff. We're doing James Bond next week. James so. Bond episode next week for Halloween. Everybody yeah. bring everybody bring your favorite and your least favorite James Bond movie. Okay, Moonraker is mine for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and your favorite James Bond. Ooh. All right, tough choices to make here, fellas. James Bond episode for like yeah. a long. I think for her eyes only, for for your eyes only is is got to be a strong candidate for Roger Moore, right? That's probably the best Roger Moore, isn't it? I'm not gonna say. Yeah. Hey, we're saving it for next. That's week. Being right. Brad. That's yeah. a that's a me and Brad sidebar. Hush your mouth. But until next time. Save it for the podcast. <laughs>